Oh, you yeah, have yeah. to go. Okay. You have to go. All right. Three. <laughs> D'Lo just sent the kids out of the room. All right, D'Lo, you got the opening bit ready. The opening bit? Yeah. For what? For the show tonight. There's a show tonight? Do I have a part? Yeah. Yeah. Remember, yeah. you were going to do the opening bit. Oh. Uh, no? No, I, I think I dropped the ball. I don't have, a, I don't have an opening bit. What? Yeah. Sorry. You have one job. You children need to get out of here now! (laughs) Children out! Ah! Ah, Children die! Start the show. You're tuned to The Trail Show. Get on the trail! Long time listener, first time caller. Arriba, 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 tota! It's the Trail Show. Bam! Ah! Featuring Lawton Disco Grinter. Never slap a man who's chewing tobacco. Felicia P.O.D. Hermosillo. I'm against historical trash. Mike D'Lo DiLorenzo. Embrace the brutality. Junaid Special 41 Daoud. And I can't help but think that, you know, Trail Show Bob. Daniel Out of Order Alvarez. What's up, Trail Show? And now broadcasting live from Boulder, Colorado, it's the Trail Show. Coming to you live from the Bobby Walter Studio in smoky Salida, Colorado, and smoky Boulder, Colorado's historic beer district, this is The Trail Show. The Trail Show is the longest-running hiking podcast on the planet and has been downloaded over 1 million times in 160 countries across the globe. We are on air, on demand, and heard worldwide on your favorite apps and at thetrailshow.com. POD, what is on the menu tonight? Lots of beer that has been distributed to all of our co-hosts, which is exciting. We are going to be talking about the Palmetto Trail. We have a guest join us for that. Looks like we have an update from Buck 30. Can't wait. I think a few people have some some trips they might want to discuss. It's been a while. Uh, We've got a a breakfast book that we're going to talk about. And we've got Ask a Hiker and some mailbag items we've got our shout outs you know some other shenanigans that might happen well let's talk about beer because we've got mike di lorenzo on the show tonight and i think it's time for mike di lorenzo's beer of the month Dilo, take it away i have no idea what the beer of the month is because what? i haven't gotten a beer of the month in months yes you did what are you oh okay come on man all right sorry sorry um oh son of a this is all what right. happens when you have children people your mind I, goes I to no, I got the beer of the month. Um, I don't know what it is, though. I think I drank them all like a month ago. Um, so the beer of the month that I'm drinking tonight. No. It's not, not. No. It's not. Out of order, what are you drinking? <laughs> I'm drinking a Trombado hard liquid strawberry banana hard fruit smooge. Whoa. And that one is from Frito Roll Tiger CI, I believe. It's an all-natural fruit seltzer. No gluten, no dairy, keep cold, store upside down, drink soon, produced in Ann Arbor, Michigan. What did you think? Very good. Very good. It tasted like a fruit smoothie. I would definitely have problems if I had more of these. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. They're a little sugary. Oh, I'm drinking one of the favorites of 2020, people. I'm drinking the We Landed on the Moon India Pale Ale. Check out that logo. It comes in at a dank 8,000 IBUs. No, that's not true. It's (laughs) 6.0% ABV. 
It says it's juicy, juicy, fluffy, and dank. Juicy. Um, it's from Logboat Brewing Company, and this beer is courtesy of XC, I believe. Yes, Robert Corncorn. Logboat is out of Columbia, Missouri. Yes, Robert Corncorn, also known as XC. That's not his real last name, but that's what I'm calling him. He came out to Colorado with his girlfriend. They drove an insane amount, and they came out and did some loop up in the Maroon Bells, um, and uh, they actually delivered so much beer to me in the Natty G parking lot, which was amazing, and then was able to distribute to everybody else. Special, what are you drinking? I'm drinking the uh, the Clyde's Caramel Cream. Mm. Uh, it's a caramel and vanilla ale. This is actually pretty amusing to me. A, it's delicious. Let's just get that out of the way. Uh, as soon as I opened it and took a sip of it, uh, I was like, ooh, that's great. And it, I only had one of these in my beer, beer delivery, uh, and I'm glad I saved it for the show. The, the art on this is pretty great because it's a cat in a top hat wearing a monocle and um <laughs> and clyde is actually the name of the kitty that uh that zool and i got uh, a few years back from the oh, humane yeah. society uh when we made the mistake of going drinking and then going to the humane society to pet <laughs> kitties on her birthday so i think it's hilarious that this delicious beer <laughs> has uh, a cat with a monocle Special, you never get drunk and go to the kitty factory. That is just a bad, bad way to end up with a cat. I can second sure. special that that is a very good beer. I mm. definitely enjoyed that one. Beauty, what are you drinking? Um, I'm not. I'm gonna have my beer in a what? little bit. I'm still what? What? I'm yeah, still full. It. I'm still full from my have dinner beer now. I'm still full from my dinner coffee. I, I'll um, join you. I'll join you for your beer later when I have my beer later. I have one of okay. those double tree, big tree, double IPAs or something. And I will, I'll share later what I'm gonna. Yeah. Have. I thought you were drinking box wine again this evening. Mm, no, no. I had a, a a small tipple of box wine with dinner, but not right now. No. Tipple. Tipple. Mm. Yes, sir. But before we move on with the show, I think some congratulations are in order this evening. Because since the last show, one of us got married. <gasps> Ooh. It's Wait. true. Uh, who got Triple married? O? Triple O, would you like to say anything on your own behalf? I am a very lucky person. I married an exceptional partner. And we did it in the mountains. It was just the two of us. With the mountains and the stars and the sky and the moon for our witnesses. It was great. Cheers. Um, thank you. Cheers to everybody. Yay. <laughs> is, your wife, is your wife there tonight? Is your new wife there partner, tonight? Partner. Partner D-Lo. She is. She is? Yeah. Can, yeah. can, we, have, can we hear a few words from her? You want to bring yeah. her on the show? Let's hear okay, a few on. words from Tarly. Come on, let's yeah. hear what Tarly has words. to say. Couple words. <laughs> All right, don't don't tell him about the about me kidnapping you. <laughs> yeah, you should probably not do that. <laughs> Come on, that's what she said. Anyway, congratulations. congratulations. Welcome, congratulations. Welcome to the Trail Show family. <laughs> Thank you. I've heard about 
special and Dilo, I haven't met you, but of course I've met Peyote in Disco. Nice to meet you. <laughs> yeah. So well, did he kidnap you? Is that what, yeah, what happened? How did this, how did this happen? That's well, what we've he, all been presuming. Well, I signed a letter, you know, he's a lawyer. So yeah. he made me all sign right. a letter not Supposedly. to about this. Yes. Oh no. Yeah. Okay. I, I just had some fall. I'm so hot. He <laughs> didn't share his beer with me. You should drink so it I while he's not looking. Out. Yeah. It's, it's gone, good. I think. Yeah, it is. Well, Tarlin, congratulations to you and, and Triple O. We wish you years and years of holy matrimony. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Hopefully I can meet you all in person sometime soon. Hopefully. Yeah. Yep, that would we be great. We hope to see you guys again soon. Yeah. Enjoy Definitely. the rest of your show. Okay, cheers. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Bye. I like cheersing the camera. Anyway, it was great. It was really fun. We went to the spot we first kissed in the mountains and on the same, like the one year anniversary. So it was pretty great. So you didn't go to the justice of the peace? No. Colorado actually lets you self-sign a marriage license, so you don't even need a witness or a officiant or anything. Yeah, we know this from when we got married, because we actually asked my dad to marry us, and he was like, is that legal? And I was like, we could have a goat marry us, or nobody. It doesn't really matter in Colorado. It's just yeah. antics. You're not really well, actually marrying us. You're just officiating the wedding. Really Triple making your dad feel special there. Huh? Yeah. Triple O, you guys had some goats that actually did officiate, right? Yeah, you know, we got a mountain goat that was walking by. <laughs> we said, hey, get over here. It's what is hoof print? <laughs> a, little, a little hoof print signature on the witness line. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, that's what they said. The, the guy at the marriage license place that said, the witnesses don't matter. If you want to put whatever here, you can put like a dog. If you have a dog, you can put a dog print. We don't care. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That's good, man. Well, congrats again. That's uh, that's really cool. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Hopefully, we all get to go for a hike sometime. Absolutely. Uh, maybe in 2022. I, I don't know <laughs> at this point. It's hard to and say. Hiking is great again. <laughs> we gotta make. Although, we'll we'll talk about this later. But Pod has been hiking up a storm. She's hiked enough for all of us times two, times three, times four. I don't know. I'm just, I'm not going to mention the 16, 14ers she's done this summer, but we can talk about that later. Nice. Yeah. I've done zero. So anyway. That's good um, to know because, you know, getting married, I was worried I would now have to go to the lawn and gardening. You will. Tarlin, you will. Coming, man. Will be getting you out. will. Tarlin will be getting out. You'll be at home working. D'Lo, tell him. D D'Lo will send you like a care package, like starter kit, you know. Uh, some fertilizer and like A nice some rake, some work gloves. I'll, uh, buy you, I'll buy you the most versatile garden tool that there is, which is a spade. So Triple O, we talked about it amongst ourselves, and we're, we've decided that as part of the, the Trail Show family, we wanted to get you a gift. And <laughs> oh, God. Um, what we've decided on, we're just going to go ahead and tell you since we're all spread around Colorado. Oh, can I, let me break it to him. Let me break it to him. It's a San Angelo bar. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. <laughs> it's a San Angelo bar. We're going to have your names engraved on it. 
It's going to be in a big, long box, big, long box, six foot long box. 40 pounds, uh, 40, 40 pounds of iron. You can use I, yeah. it to dig holes. I yep. look for really narrow holes. Moving that every time I move. <laughs> yep. Super useful. There's that, so many. I mean, you could use it for so many different things. It's such a versatile tool. That gift will last a lifetime. I guarantee it. <laughs> Excellent. Right. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. And, and you'll be able to use it when when we do our uh, our trail maintenance uh, get-togethers too. I feel mm -hmm. like the Salidans have have not invited us to trail maintenance this year. They're, well, I mean, they haven't invited us. We haven't been allowed to do trail maintenance this year. It's been avoiding all the trail maintenance of themselves. But just COVID picture the next time. Us. The next time you go on a trail maintenance trip and you show up with your own San Angelo bar engraved engraved san angelo bar everybody is just going to look at you when you get out of the car and wrestle your san angelo bar out of the car and walk up and say i'm here to work and yeah, yeah. you'll just I, I be like even, everybody's just gonna be amazed at your ambition i don't even think you know? you're gonna have to say that i think you're just gonna pull it out and people will just like have this like a disturbance in the force and they'll be like, that guy's here to work yep excellent yeah well San Angelo I look life. forward to that. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight we have trail news with Special 41. Here it is. Well, I was going to start with the uh, big news that Triple O got married. Oh, I oh, got me. Oh, man. Like literally, literally <laughs> on the text thread, Triple O says, trail news. I got married oh, <laughs> and di disco disco Best. scooped the biggest story of the year. Oh man. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to start right there. Thanks a lot, disco. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Thanks a lot. I, you know, no, I'm so okay. Sorry. Well, uh, uh, tri the, the, the trail show news department would officially like to offer our congratulations to, uh, to, to the, the newlyweds. Thank you. We appreciate it. We appreciate it. And and we also, you know, Trail Show News appreciates that that you uh, that that you shared it with Trail Show News first. <laughs> I tried to give you the exclusive Trail Show uh, News. I I appreciate that. I appreciate that uh, wedding correspondent. Um, okay, on on to the uh, the unscooped uh, items. So uh, I, I know there's some mixed feelings about FKT talk and whatnot, but what? we, uh, we actually have a lot of FKTs to talk about, and I'm not even going to talk about all of them. I'm just going to talk about a few of them. Uh, I'm going to start off with um, a friend of the show, Lance Smith. You might remember him uh, from the, uh, the, the last show. He hiked the South Dakota Centennial Trail. Uh, since we sat down with our interview with him for an FKT. So yeah. congratulations to Lance Smith. He, he uh, got it done in two days, 10 hours and 22 minutes, uh, finishing nice. on the 16th of this month, August. So uh, way to go. Speedy. Tra trail show round oh, of applause. <laughs> Um, the, the next one, uh, is actually going to be a Colorado trail FKT. 
Uh, and I'm going to point out there were actually a couple of FKTs set of, on the Colorado Trail. This one is, uh, what I'm going to talk about is the one set by uh, Michaela Osler. I hope I'm saying that pretty closely to correct. Uh, trail name is Flyby. Uh, she took four days off of the Colorado Trail. <clears throat> she did it in a self-supported manner. Uh, and uh, I believe she went uh, Collegiate East, I want to say. I get them mixed up. So one person went Collegiate East and one person went Collegiate West. The one that she did, um, I believe was Collegiate East. And so the, the East Loop is on the east side of the mountains and the West Loop is no, on the west. No, he's just not sure who, who did which one. West side of the mountain. Yeah, so the, the so uh, Michaela Osler, flyby, she, she basically took the faster um, record because she did it in, uh, um, so Do she I did it ten, ten, ten days, twelve hours. Squawking outside someone's window. What's that horrible bird that's like going? Wah, wah. <laughs> Whose house is that, man? That's fine. Special. It sounds like a swing I'm, chain or something. I'm gonna give you a slingshot, man. <laughs> hey, man. Respect wildlife. <laughs> Sorry. That was a horrible sounding bird. I don't know what was going on out there, but I, I couldn't focus. There's a lot of bird activity around my house. Um, there, yeah, there's lots of different ones. I've seen, uh, I saw woodpeckers uh, fighting and mating the other day. I've got hummingbirds that, that come around. Bats in the evening. I know not a bird, technically a mammal, but you know, they fly. So um, anyway, let's, uh, you know, back, back to trail news. Back to um, MKTs. Wait, yeah. did you say she took tube, four days off? <laughs> yeah, so she, uh, the previous record was... Oh, she uh, took four days off the record. That makes sense. Yes. <laughs> I yeah, like, uh, how'd she take four days off and set a record? <laughs> no, no, no. So she, uh, her, her, her record was 10 days, 12 hours. The previous record was 15 days, two hours. She did it in 10 days and took four days off? <laughs> exactly exactly we're all up to speed now yeah um so uh congratulations to flyby and um uh also congratulations to the other person whose name i have unfortunately accidentally closed the tab on a minute ago uh but she also uh set an fkt just a few days later on the other of the collegiate uh legs of the of the trail uh, and she did it in 14 days uh, in Oregon, on the Oregon section of the PCT, uh, there was uh, an FKT, and and I know that 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 POD uh, is is very eye rolly about um, setting an FKT on a section of of one of the trails. So, whatever. But um, Emily ha Halnan, 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 I'm not sure how to say that wrong probably emily holden she set uh, a record the organ section is 453 miles she did it in seven days um and how many days was, did she take off along the way 
she took off all seven days. She actually, um, she just like, floated herself all the way wow. down the trail. She, yeah. So she, at the at the at the California Oregon border, she sat down in a full lotus position and then stood on her head and entered a deep like <laughs> hypnotic trance, uh, and then and then just took seven days off and floated, uh, wow. uh, floated. all the way all the way up the trail. Does that count as a hiking FKT? Of course. Interestingly, okay. the, the Oregon tr- section and Colorado Trail are about the same length, huh? 450, yeah. 50, 470, something like that. Is yeah. It, yeah, isn't the Colorado Trail, like, I think it's 480 or something like that. But it just goes to show you how much tougher the 46. Colorado Trail is than the Oregon section of the PCT. Uh, well, I mean, the Oregon <laughs> section of the PCT is the flattest section. Let's be real. If you look That's at the, uh, at the at, like the elevation breakdown for it or the the cross section it's pretty flat especially in comparison to the rest of the pct it's all Uh, flat just like virginia on the at right yeah but (laughs) but i mean hey there's also plenty of stuff that's challenging about the 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 oregon section of the pct particularly when you're trying to, to to run through it in uh 17 i'm sorry seven days 19 hours and 23 minutes so uh a, a, a trail show congratulations as well uh to emily uh for getting after it and uh smashing that fkt the real question uh, is did she eat at the buffet at that um the famous breakfast buffet <laughs> oh timberline. On, Hood. on timberline yeah, yeah. <laughs> i feel like it's not a real fkt unless you also ate at the breakfast buffet and that's um, a good buffet damn no, that's a good i don't know I didn't see anything about that, but let's hope that she did, or at least like had somebody like hand her off a bag of of stuff from the buffet as she like ran by. What's her uh, name? I mean, Emily Holnon, H A L N O N. Pretty amazing um, record. I would like to point out that these two records, the one for the Colorado Trail and the one for the the Oregon section of the PCT. These are FKTs done by women that are the overall FKTs. So these aren't like the the uh, the, the women's versus the men's. They they smashed them for like both. Take that, um, Pepper. Which was kind of kind of like cool to me to see uh, some some pretty like impressive breakings of FKTs. These aren't like oh yeah we shaved a couple hours up like smashed them right. So um, pretty. Pretty sweet to see that. Emily, if you did not get to eat the buffet at the Timberline Lodge, the trail show would like to cover your buffet and a friend of yours if you want to go back there and experience that buffet. Because let me tell you, if mm-hmm. you if you missed it, you you need to experience it. So get in it's touch true. with get in touch with yeah. me disco at the trail show.com and we will uh we will cover the cost of two you and a friend to go to that buffet plus two. yeah it's so good now uh i'd there, also we, there like won't be enough money for raised. a tip or anything like we can't pay for gas or travel <laughs> you know yeah, can't you be are on you Tully. but you know you're gonna have to walk there you yeah know. you have to walk there but but as far as the food itself goes we'll cover the cost Right. Yeah. Um, she raised thirty-two thousand dollars for a cancer research program wow. called the uh, Brave Like Gabe Foundation. Wow. Um, so, uh, if you're interested in uh, showing some additional love, I'm sure that the Brave Like Gabe Foundation 
uh, would still be happy to accept some of your dollars uh, for her, her yeah. cancer raising efforts. Uh, she did do, she kind of did this for her mom who, who uh, lost a, uh, a, a battle with cancer. So um, let's see, a pretty interesting couple of stories about some lost hikers. I'm going to blast right through these because I know we don't have a ton of time for trail news. Uh, an 18-year-old woman uh, in Washington was found after uh, several days. She was uh, nine days um, missing, and then they found her actually not all that far from where her car was. Uh, uh, some of the details of this were pretty unclear as to like how she got lost in the woods. Apparently, her car ran out of gas. She probably went either trying to find some gas or find some cell reception to call for help or something. Uh, fast forward nine days, she had been surviving on creek water and some berries uh, when wow. uh, rescuers found her uh, scrambling up a uh, like a ravine or whatever. Um, she was, you know, other than I'm sure hungry, um, uh, in in pretty good shape. Uh, so, pretty awesome. good outcome. This was the second longest time period that a person had been missing in Washington State and then found alive. Oh, yeah. uh, as far as like search and rescue time There was periods. that woman a couple of years ago that we talked about that survived a long time too. Yeah, so long long term survival in these I'm lost in the woods scenarios is 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 not real common. Uh unfortunately a lot of times uh you know people uh don't don't make it a long time. Um and uh, you know if they don't get found relatively soon nine, nine days is a long time for a search to still be going and to and to still be able to actually locate the person uh alive um, nine days is a long time to just eat yeah. berries totally so that makes this next one um also a lost hiker found alive story uh, pretty impressive this is new mexico and 14 days wow um, i'm just going to wow. kind of re like read a quick snippet here it says authorities say a hiker has survived after being stranded in a forest near santa fe for 14 days uh the lost hiker was rescued sunday after he called out to another hiker on the windsor trail uh firefighters arrived um in about an hour uh, had GPS location from the hiker that they had called to or whatever, uh, but they didn't locate them until the next day. Uh, hiker was in their 50s um, and apparently suffers from chronic back pain and somehow maybe had hurt it when they were out hiking, gotten lost. Not a lot of details on this one at all. I looked at a couple of different stories and they pretty much just all said the same thing. But uh, 14 days uh, to be to be lost s sounds incredible. Um, I yeah. couldn't I couldn't imagine being lost and maybe with like your back injured uh, and uh, and making it for 14 days. So yeah. good lord! I guess one thing I'd like to say about these two stories is that uh, you can have good outcomes in in these bad situations. But I think it's really important to try to not get ourselves in these situations. But if we do, man, you got you to gotta stay like, what, what's Swami's three A's? Like you're going to have to at Except least deploy the adapt. first two, you know? Accept, <laughs> adapt, and appreciate. Yeah, you're going to have to figure out some sort of accept, adapt, and survive, you know? Yeah. Um, because uh, 
you know, people can make it out. People can can um, survive some some longer periods and some pretty harsh conditions. Um, but uh, but man, is it stacked against you out there when things go really wrong? So, ooh, congratulations to these folks for having make it having made it out. <laughs> the LKT for survival. Jeez, Louise, man, not a record you want to go for. No. Um, cool. I'm gonna have. Two more stories. Uh, yeah, sorry, I'm doing it. Uh, Rocky Mountain hiker. Do it. Uh, uh, he had a gun in his backpack. He set it down on a rock <laughs> or whatever. It discharged and shot him in the leg. Uh, he had to be assisted by some other people and then by some park officials or park people or whatever. Uh, and then he ended up getting airlifted out. He was a 70-year-old dude from uh, Missouri. Um, I'm just guessing that, you know, probably the handgun wasn't properly stowed. Um, handguns and weapons are allowed in Rocky Mountain National Park, but, you know, with various caveats and stuff, uh, concealed carry is allowed if you have a Colorado or a, a different state where we have... Just don't bring your stupid gun out in the shit. woods, people. But, you know, um, I'm just going to go ahead and say, like, uh, whether you're allowed to or not, probably not a good idea to, to, yeah. to like... Uh, take your gun with you for uh, a hike around a pretty populated area of, of Rocky Mountain National Park. Just don't see the point in that. Oh, I don't know what the ratio of guns that have helped people in the wilderness. <laughs> right. Well, are, not even the wilderness. Take guns, period. Guns that yeah, have helped people yeah. versus guns that have hurt people. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, that's a whole that other part. story. But, um, right. Uh, the last story I'm going to talk about, and I'm just going to talk about it real fast, um, pretty pertinent. Uh, uh, just today, uh, PCT, and we're recording the show on August 25th. Uh, the PCTA uh, announced today, August 25th, that uh, they will not be issuing uh, through hiking permits uh, for the 2021 season. This was supposed to be a, uh, the system Ooh. was supposed to like release a bunch of permits or whatever, allow people to sign up, kick, kick into gear in October. Um, they said they're not going to do that. They're going to play it by ear. Um, and they plan to update everybody in the middle of January uh, as wow. to what they're going to do. But uh, at least for now, they're saying um, we're, we're, we're not going to start issuing them. We're not going to kick in the kick fire up this the, the permit issuing system in october as had yeah. been been previously planned hmm. so um you know i did see a little bit of i checked in real quick on facebook to see what some of the uh people were saying and of course outrage a lot of people outrage. saying the typical things you know what hey, about me it it sucks but we need to do what we need to do and the other people who are like oh well i don't care about no permits a permit to walk in the woods uh screw that i'm gonna go do my thing so you know the typical stuff that you would expect from most of the facebook forums yeah. um and uh uh, what I would say, people, is if you're if you're still looking at 2021 being your year to hike the PCT or any other long distance trail, um, you know, COVID is going to just drive home this whole idea of of flexibility, the triple A's. You know, um, yep. Yep. It, it might it may not end up being your year, and I hate to say it, but it just may not. And that's been the case for a lot of people for a lot of different reasons through all the different years that have ever been. 
we're going to see what happens. Um, opinions aside on whether you think it's a good call or not, uh, it is what the PCTA has decided to do. And I think as a community, uh, it's probably a pretty good idea to at least respect that, even if you are going to voice your opinions to the contrary. Uh, so yeah, that's it. That's all I got. Trail news. We need a news update from Delo on the Wild Kingdom tent. Oh, the kingdom has risen again. What? Now, the let, kingdom let, has risen let's again. Delo, let's recap. What happened to the kingdom very quickly? Earlier in the summer, I was camped on top of a hill surrounded by miles of sagebrush in 50 mile per hour winds, and the kingdom succumbed to the wind. What happened? That's Wendy and I, story. It broke. Wendy and I tried to hold it down by oh, sitting God, in a corner, and one of the poles collapsed in the middle of the night. And it, picture, it, picture yourself sleeping, sitting up in the corner of a tent as it flops violently all around you. Children sleeping. Not worried about a thing, D-Lo. All right. a lovely weekend. So what happened? How'd you fix it? What'd you do? He's muted. D-Lo, you're muted. Come on, man. <laughs> Unmute. What what the hell are you doing? How'd you fix the tent? Dilo, you're still muted. Didn't, what are you okay. I didn't I didn't mute myself. I muted you because you were going on too long. How did you fix the tent? <laughs> why can't why can't you unmute me then? It's I don't know, it said ask ask to unmute, so you have to unmute yourself. What if I don't want to be unmuted? No, well, we need then. to know how you fix the tent. <laughs> how fix the tent? Kingdom rise again. Yes. I purchased a series of orders from Tent Pole Technologies until I finally got the right tent poles. Understand that tent pole sizes are not metric; they are in like decimal inches, which is a ridiculous way to measure something so small. Needless to say, after three tent pole purchases, <laughs> which took about a month and a half to, to, to get, I had the re I rebuilt the tent pole. And then I took the fly. The fly had been um, kind of when the when the pole broke, it poked through the fly and ripped the fly and shredded. It was the fly. like a compound fracture. Pretty much, you could call it like a compound fracture. Just no. Blood. And I took the fly to um, Boulder Mountain Repair, where they graciously repaired it in a week. And so I had a new. I had the fly fixed, and then I rebuilt the poles. And lo and behold, the kingdom has risen again. And we have used it. We have all slept in there. I have paced around in the middle of the night like you can do in a Kingdom Kingdom 4. Get up, walk around, <laughs> take a little walk around the perimeter. Have you installed any like uh, any like webbing or, or like Velcro, something to help you like stay upright in, in the corners so that next time you have to sit in the corners <laughs> during a windstorm? No, that's a, that's you know, a like nice you segue. You can a little more comfortable. That's a nice segue to what I plan to not do anymore, which is camp on top of little hills surrounded by 10 miles of sagebrush. Yeah. Um, is that a, trees. Was that a trail tip? <gasps> could it be, could be. All right. It's a family, gonna... family camp and trail tip. I want to commend Delo on not throwing that tin away because I think most really? people, yeah, I think most people, would have just been like, okay, the tent pole broke, it burst through the fabric, the fabric's ripped, I'm just gonna throw it away. And what Trail Show Nation doesn't know is that we have a VIP friend of the Trail Show that also has something to do with 
REI, and that's all I'm going to say about it. But Dilo was offered a brand new kingdom tent at no charge. And this man, instead of taking the tent and throwing the old tent in the garbage headed to a landfill, he said, no, this tent is still good. I'm going to go through two months of three tent poles and boulder people repairing the fabric because I do not want to throw this thing in the landfill. And he resurrected the kingdom. I think, that's a I think that's a great point, and I, I also agree. <laughs> I'd also like to encourage like our, our, our trail show nation to uh, consider what kind of gear repairs they can do as yep. well. Uh, and keep in mind, you know, it's probably not going to take you two months. That This is D-Lo, so like, you're probably going <laughs> right. to be able to get it done a lot faster. Yeah. All I got to say is when, you, when I bought the 0.792 inches tent pole and I needed the 0.7 five four inch tent pole i was just oh, wow cool. to a hundredth of an inch huh that's yeah that's pretty, a, that's, that's how it. ridiculous tent poles wow i don't know why they're not in millimeters that's why are insane. they not in millimeters who well, how do you measure how do you measure 0. 0.75 0. 0.79 inches system, it's we ridiculous don't, we don't do that. <clears throat> anyways two things i wanted to add with a micrometer i was able to Calipers. get through the, this very challenging time because i have a lot of tents so because I have so many tents, we're able to continue on our family camping trips with backup tents. <clears throat> the other thing is that honestly, like it never really crossed my mind to throw it away because it, it's a broken tent pole. It can be fixed, right? Yeah. Agreed. Finally, yeah. I have so many tent poles right now. So if anybody breaks a tent pole, I got a lot of tent poles. I got shock cord. I got tent poles. I got the ends to the tent poles. I got all sorts of spare tent poles. So you can, you can find you know. Dilo's tent pole repair service on, on his new Etsy store. Uh, <laughs> Dilo, the, Dilo the pole guy. Dilo the pole uh, slinger. Dilo on the pole. Uh, I got a lot of tent poles. Just, just, Google, just Google Dilo on the pole. You'll, yeah. you'll find it. I got spare poles. Cool. Actually, we need to go to break. <laughs> well, that's moving on. That is moving on. Moving on to break. When moving we come back, we've got break. an update from our good friend Wolverine. We've also got Trail of the Month, which is the Palmetto Trail. And going to break, we're going to be listening to the song Green River Blues by Elliot Goldman, care of our oh. good friend San Gabriel. So don't go anywhere. I've been a lot of places I've seen so many things But never have I seen such beauty As the green river in the spring well, Raise a glass, the trail show is back. We got an update from Wolverine, but before we get into that, let's talk about our beers. I have just cracked open the Ricky Six Pilsner Lager from Logboat Brewing Company. And I didn't, I've never had a Pilsner Lager because I don't really think that exists, but it's a mix of Pilsner flavors and lager flavors, and it's quite delicious. And Triple O, the slogan on the can says, keep your paddle wet. Yeah, that's a good way to stay upright. Well, 
having all kinds of problems over here. Um, well, I'm going to crack open a new one. Uh, I've got a brown ale and a double IPA to choose from. I Ooh. think even though I'm not usually an, an IPA drinker, I think I'm actually going to go with this double IPA just because it's called Big Tree. Uh, and, oh, that's uh, what Pico has. Yeah. And I, you and sure I like, you want to open that like, one? Because uh, that's all I got. <laughs> you want to open the brown? Well, that's all you have left. It's either that or the, the tractor fire. Tractor fire, or I guess I've got the uh, the Momo Missouri Monster Dark Ale, but I feel like I kind of want to end on that one. Yeah. Because mm. uh, Dark Ale sounds like an ending beer. Okay, so go with it then. I'm gonna I'm gonna crack this uh, this double IPA and see see how it feels. You know, I am I am pretty hit and miss on the IPAs. Sometimes I like them, often I don't. Yeah. I opened the Logboat Brewing uh, Patrick Swayzon. <laughs> and I was Patrick trying to be Swayzon. real funny and open it by the microphone, which is right by my, my mouth here, and I sprayed it all over my face. And then it went down into my minuscule cleavage. So that was exciting. It's good, right though. I like it. Was that, yeah, that's, uh, you know, interesting. It's tart, dry, and handsome. Just like and refreshing when you lazy. spill it in your cleavage. Yep. All right. Good. Mm, that's good. So I'm actually going to say I, I do like this big tree. Big tree. Yeah. What about yeah, you, D-Lo? Do you like good. it? I'm not going to bother opening it. Oh, what about you, <laughs> out of order? <laughs> I'm drinking something called Tractor Fire. It's the brown ale special was just talking about. I liked it. It was cool. good. Thanks to uh, XC for that cross country, Robert Corncorn, as what I'm calling him. Are we good with beer? Can I play yeah. this? Yeah, let's good. move on. So Chris Hillier Wolverine, um, who you all remember from previous trail shows, is out hiking again. I think he's doing a section of the North Country Trail through Michigan, his home state. And why don't we see what he's up to? The trail show Wolverine here from my home state of Michigan. Uh, as I recall, when last we spoke, I had big plans to go to Asia and hike the whole country of Kyrgyzstan. Remember, summer in Bishkek? Uh, but it didn't happen. Uh, nothing happened uh, because of that pesky international pandemic. Uh, whole state of Michigan was on lockdown for about three months there. But things are starting to open up uh, little by little, and uh, including the trails and campgrounds here. So I thought I would uh, recreate responsibly, hunk, hike a hunk of uh, the North Country Trail as it runs through Michigan. So, of course, you know, North Country Trail, 4,600 miles from North Dakota to New York, and Michigan has about 1,150 miles of it. So I thought I could start at the border with Ohio and attempt to go north across the lower and west across the upper to Ironwood, Michigan. I love that little town uh, at the border with Wisconsin. Uh, I figure it'd take about three months. And, uh, you know, I got people I want to see and things I want to do in Ironwood and what better way to get there than to hike it. So I set out uh, August 1st, so I'm really only like two and a half weeks into it, but so far, uh, really enjoyable. Um, you know, shoulder season hiking is the way to go. I've been having great weather. A couple days of rain here and there, had a wicked thunderstorm one night that uh, left a bunch of down branches all around my tent, but also some really bluebird days. Um, and the trail's easy and easy to navigate, so uh, I'm really enjoying it. Um, I hope to run into uh, Buck 30 
is out here. He's doing the whole western half of the North Country Trail. So he'll be coming through Michigan. <laughs> uh, looking forward to meeting him. Uh, Steady is coming Friend through. Friend of the trail show. It's passed through Ironwood. So I'd like to meet her. Um, and just, you know, being close to home. So uh, occasionally friends and family can come out and join me. It's, it's really nice. It's been a really nice hike. Um, I'll send in more updates uh, soon. But in the meantime, real quick shout outs to my friends from Moose Jaw Mountaineering, of course, headquartered in Madison Heights. What's up, Michigan? Also, Cold Iron Brewing and Stormy Cromer, both great companies out of Ironwood, Michigan, uh, as well as my friends at Underground Quilts in Jackson, Michigan. You know, you can help me by supporting these fine Michigan companies. And uh, I'll keep you guys updated. In the meantime, Wolverine, I'm out. Wow, Wolverine getting after it. Three months yeah. to hike across one state? Sounds like California. It's a big yeah. state. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. He said he was looking forward to Buck 30. Meeting Buck 30, I'll be curious yeah. what his sentiments are after he meets Buck 30. Hang on by the, <laughs> by the depends. machines. Yeah, it depends on if he has ice or not, right? Uh, no, that's, no the, that's, onion. The, onion. the onion. That's the he onion. He needs oh. Diet Coke. Diet yep. Coke. Correct, correct. Big 64-ounce Diet Cokes yep. to win over Buck 30. I guess Michigan's a pretty big state when you include the Upper Peninsula. that They, they fought Wisconsin over in that big civil war back in... 1793. That's not true. I was That's like, wow. <laughs> yeah, wait a minute. <laughs> Look at you. Are you making stuff up over there, Triple O? What's going on? But don't, here's a question about the North Country Trail I have. Yeah. I believe it does include the Upper Peninsula, and you're supposed to cross the Mackinac Bridge. But yeah, you'd have to. I believe right? you can only walk across that bridge one day a year. So is it a true through hike oh, if you here don't we go. walk across it? Here we go. P.O.D. You, you hike the yeah. trail that's there. That's POD. true. Amen. You're a, a Mackinac Bridge yep. aficionado. Tell us about it. Labor Day. That's when you can do the hike across the bridge? Yep. How so, long is so that I'm bridge? That like it's like five miles or something. Whoa. What do you? What do people do? Like otherwise, is there a, a shuttle that goes across it or something like that? Or can you paddle? No. I believe no. there's a bus or something you can take across it. Can you swim? You could paddle it. No, you I mean, can't swim, man. You you definitely can't. I mean, maybe some people could swim, but not. not it's most five people. miles. Yeah, it's five or miles. You could paddle it, Big but swim. you better you, pick a good. Can you day. ride a bike on it? What know. if you what if you had a paddle boat like one of those boats with the pedals that like you could yeah. sit and pedal and paddle across? Yeah, you could risk your life doing that. <laughs> I mean, Lake Michigan's big water. Yeah, you get the right wind in there. Yeah, it's true. Ocean-sized waves. Yeah, so you can bike across. It's five dollars. Could you rollerblade across? I don't think so. Because that would be a little bit more true to the spirit of the trail. <laughs> true to the through. Yeah. But Labor Day is coming up, so maybe they all have that figured in. I don't know. I mean, you could just get your bike and, and pay your $5 and then uh, sit on your bike and then just move your feet on the ground rather than on the pedals in order to... Oh, or you get one you, of those. Maybe that would count. I don't know. I'm just yeah. Those yeah. those beginner bicycles Spit for kids with no pedals. Yeah. What if you had roller skis? <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. What? What? 
That's for the Florida Trail, man. <laughs> what if you just uh, drove real slow in a car, but put both your feet out and just kind of like made them yeah. like fake walk on the ground yeah. the whole way across? Or what if you just what if you walked next to a car that was driving really slow once you got through the gate? Or how about if? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got to do our trail of the month, people. Yeah. All right, I'm going to whack the tubes. We're going to get. Yeah, we're going to get back on track here. We've got Scott Tab Award here tonight to talk to us about the Palmetto Trail, which is near and dear to my heart because the Palmetto Trail crosses the state of South Carolina, which is my home state. And if we can get Scott on Zoom, we will ask him questions about it. P.O.D., have you let him into the Zoom room? He actually left a while ago, but he's getting back on. Okay, very good. Scott, are you in? Yep. Hello? Hey. There it is. <laughs> it works. Is it, is it Taba or Taba? Taba. Taba. Taba, yeah. Like yeah. Bahaba. Taba. Yeah, right. It stands for there and back again. Okay. Yeah. Yo, yo. That's what I was planning on doing for the Appalachian Trail. Then I found too many bars and got smart and said, I'll just go one direction. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. We've got our Trail of the Month. We've got Scott Taba Ward on the line tonight to talk to us about the Palmetto Trail. Scott, we got to tell you, we heard about you from eBreak. We had her on the show two months ago to talk about her hike of the lakes to Ocean Trail, which I think yeah, the LOT, the Lakes to Ocean Trail. Yeah, yeah, that's one of your joints, yeah. right? Yeah, that's the one I uh, kind of designed uh, by walking the route and then wrote all the books for it. And I basically piggybacked all of the uh, long-distance trails that I could connect together, kind of like a Great Eastern Trail. Yeah. But I had to design a lot of route for it to be all connected together to Chicago. So, yeah, you're, so a, you're a trail creator. Are you any relation to Brett Tucker, by any chance? <laughs> No, I don't, I don't think I've heard the name. Okay. What? Wow. Hey, okay. Scott's East Brett, Coast, Brett's West Coast, West Coast, you know? Or yeah, I'm, I'm East Coast, you know? <laughs> right on, man. So my my territory is from Chicago to Key West to Maine. So. All right. There you <laughs> okay. go. So part of that trail that you created includes the Palmetto Trail, which is what we're going to talk about tonight. Yeah, um, I actually uh, did about 170 miles of that uh, to design a route for them to connect all their passages together. Tell us a little bit about the Palmetto Trail. Like, where does it start? Where does it finish? Total length? You know, the standard yeah, yeah, stuff. Yeah. Um, well, they've uh, they've routed it down to Walhalla, South Carolina now. Oh, yeah. So that's where the uh, official northern end of the uh, trail is. And it goes about 500 miles. Um, a third of it is mountainous. A third of it is, like, the Piedmont. And a third of it's swamp. But um, <laughs> swamp trail, yes. Yeah, the swamp fox passage, which is uh, the longest continuous passage that they have uh, on the Palmetto Trail, uh, as far as being all wilderness trail, uh, and a lot of it's oh. like sand pathways, like fire and breaks. How, how far is that? Um, the the swamp fox passage is about forty-five miles, but mm. the whole length of the Palmetto Trail is five hundred miles. Okay. Um, Takes about a month to a month and a half. If you want to enjoy it, take a month and a half. So, Scott, this trail's near and dear to my heart because I'm actually from a town right beside Spartanburg, South Carolina, which is on the Palmetto Trail, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you're familiar with the Mary Black Rail Trail? Yes, I am. Yeah, it goes right down the Mary Black. 
Oh, right no kidding. Downtown. Mm -hmm. Takes the Mary okay. Black all the way down to uh, Croft. Oh, okay, yeah. So, Croft State Park. Ebrake e told us that she, when she was going through the Palmetto Trail section, it was August. And <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. having grown up in South Carolina, I know that it, that is a horrendous time to be outdoors on foot in the state of South Carolina. So like what, what kind of time frame is this? Would you recommend like a shoulder season kind of deal or maybe even a winter hike? What do you recommend as far as timing? Um, well, I've done it twice and I believe first time was in uh, 2012 and 13. And that was, uh, I think I started it in like November, end of November, and I yeah. walked straight through to till uh, the uh, beginning of January. Oh, so you did New so, Year's Eve on the trail? Yeah, yeah, I did cool. actually. I don't, I don't even remember where that New Year's Eve was, but you know, it all kind of blends <laughs> together when you do that many miles, right? Right. Sure. Um, I I would prefer the spring or the fall. The winter did get to like you know real cold where there was frost on top of my tent when i woke up in the morning water bottles frozen um things like that so wow. you know it couldn't get it, it could get pretty cold down in south carolina during the winter time so oh, yeah. more like a spring fall but that i wouldn't uh wouldn't pick the uh, mosquito season <laughs> no yeah. no mosquito those, season. The spiders you know you get those spider webs across oh, the trail and yes. about the size of your face so you walk right into one of those you know it <laughs> man there's a reason i don't go back to south carolina to visit my, my family in the summer murder spiders yeah 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 so so the thing uh scott tell me where we are in 2020 like i've you know this trail's been on my radar for at least a decade and i've always heard like oh there's big sections that are incomplete how mm. much of the trail is there and how much of the trail is not there uh well you got about 500 miles and i've i had to design at least 170 miles of it which that is primarily uh, road sidewalk dirt roads you know whenever i got to okay. a highway i crossed it and i never walked down it so awesome. instead of having that danger of being on the highway yeah. We yep. cross it to another dirt road or something, um, especially in the southern part of South Carolina where there's more dirt roads. But <clears throat> I tried to pick the safe uh, backwoods roads like that showed you the country of South Carolina as well. But uh, more more than anything, it, it's safe. Um, my dog actually walked the trail off leash. Wow. The Palmetto Trail. Yeah. So we walked from uh, March of 17, February, March of 17, I guess. Um, we started in Charleston, Awandaw, where uh, uh, the trail ends. It's in between Charleston and Georgetown, yeah. right there on the coast. But yeah, we started there and walked all the way to Oconee State Park and uh, skipped on over to the Appalachian wow. Show. Did like 300 more miles of that that year. Nice. But oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah, there's what my dog right he? there. That's Kaya. She's a trooper. We can't Can see. Can you see her? No. Oh, oh you're, you have your video your videos off. off right now. Oh, I have my video. I don't know. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it's all right. There we are. Sorry about no, that, guys. Not at all. Anyway, uh, I'll show you the sleeping dog. Oh. <laughs> yeah, she's uh, 16 now, so we're not doing oh. a lot of miles anymore. But yeah. Wow. How many yeah. miles do you suppose that old dogger has? Oh, at least on trail 2000. Yeah. When I got, I got her when she was 10. And uh, I never wanted to lease her ever at all, um, even in stores or casinos or whatever, because uh, she's a service dog. And so I rescued her from a, a really bad drug addict. And uh, 
Ooh. Tester in all environments, um, real heavily populated areas like Gatlinburg. You're familiar with Gatlinburg. Oh, yeah. Um, during primetime uh, tourist season, walked with no leash on, just ignored everybody, and it was perfect. So took her nice. on the trail and never thought I could take a dog on a trail, which I have a lot more respect for people who take dogs on trails if they take care of them properly <laughs> because it's a pain yep. in the butt. Totally. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, the extra weight in your pack and making sure that you pick all the ticks off and things like that is. Um, yeah. It becomes the dog's but, hike more than yours in a lot of ways, yeah. huh? It, it really does. You know, it, yep. it changed my life, but uh, it's good. It's for the better. Hey, did I'm you uh, did you all encounter any rattlesnakes, ticks, uh, venomous uh, things while you're on the Palmetto Trail? You know what? Um, not with her, but because uh, I don't know, maybe they sense the dogs around or something and scatter. But um, I have seen some snakes like more closer to the swamp, I think. But yeah, I think. Uh, well, see, that's that's the thing though. It's like it was uh, in winter when I was hiking it. So yeah, okay. uh, that's probably a good I, reason I, to not hike in the summer. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, you know, but yeah, I've, you know, on other hikes though, I've seen you know copperheads and rattlesnakes and stuff and. You know, I'm, I'm more nervous of seeing a copperhead than a rattle because they're aggressive when they chase down the trail. Yeah. Can you talk to us about the swamp section? The swamp section intrigues me. How many miles of swamp are there on the Palmetto Trail? I would say you got probably in all because you have to walk around uh, Lake Marion and Lake Moultrie, which is in the Cypress Swamps. So you probably have close to 150 miles of swamp. Are you like, actually are you, like walking uh, through it like on the Florida trail where you're walking through the water or are you walking like No, next? no, no. It's all trail right up above water line. Oh, okay. Um, okay. So you're not really doing any uh, major fording. Most of your fording's in the mountains. When you're in that area, are you like, uh, what are the camp opportunities like? Are you using like a hammock in those areas in order to be no, able to like, get off the ground it's, or is it it's, it's, like it's established campground? Okay. Yeah, it's dry swamp and they have established camping areas but oh. a lot of the well pumps have been broken or you know because they're vehicle access campsites yeah uh. kind of sort of um right off the levee type stuff and um but you know for the most part camping out there is not not going to be an issue at all it's all flat ground um you can hammock if you'd like which you know i took both the tent and a hammock so i have my choice hmm. um but uh you know it's you know camping's fine and and if you get the Here's a plug. <laughs> yeah, plug it. Plug it. Yeah, the uh, Palmetto Trail Through Hikers Manual. Ooh. Um, it has uh, it has all of your camping sites located in it. Um, oh, nice. Whether it's a single flat spot for create what I call what I call creative camping. Mm -hmm. um, hey, just to finish that plug, where can they where can uh, listeners pick up that guide? Oh, uh, check it out at lakes to ocean trail dot com. That's lakes to ocean trail dot com. We'll post a link. All right. Um, um, also, if you're looking at that on your phone, you have to turn it sideways so you see the menu on the left side. I think some people get frustrated because they don't—they just see the main page. But <laughs> just a little side note. Um, uh, are there, along with in that book, besides the camp opportunities, have you listed the breweries along the trail? <laughs> um, the ones that are close, I think, uh, should be in there. Oh, nice. Um, in fact, you didn't ask me about what I was yeah, drinking today. What are you drinking? So yeah. What do you got? Yeah. I have, uh, I got a cougar bait. Mm. <laughs> um, there you go. It's uh, the Country Boy Brewing Company. It's a Lexington local brewery here in Lexington, Kentucky. Nice. Oh, nice. So I figured okay. I'd, I'd get the cougar bait today. It's a, uh, I even got the glass to go with it. 
Ooh, I know. Nice. nice. Country Smiling. boy, country boy will survive. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, these were glasses that were left in my limo after a college night run. Oh, nice. <laughs> so, yeah, I figured I'd go with it. You know. <laughs> Man, I bet I bet there's a good brew hike to be had in Lexington, Kentucky. How many there breweries in is. Lexington? Oh man, uh, we got West Sixth, you got Cougar Bait. Um, plus, we have a what we call the uh, Distillery District, which um, you know Kentucky's Ooh. a lot about bourbon. Yeah, oh, yeah, dude. They're, they're <laughs> the small microbrews are popping up everywhere. Okay, we'll talk. We'll talk. We'll we'll talk later. We'll talk later. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. right. hey, I have a question for you. Um, you said that there were like a third of it was mountainous, and a third of it is. Piedmont swamp and yeah Piedmont so are those sections together like is it mountainous for the most part together and then like the Piedmont's mostly together yeah 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 okay. yeah like if you if you go like southbound towards the coast you're going to start in the foothills of the Appalachian in fact uh, you basically kind of parallel the foothills trail and use portions of it to get through that area because um, you got Lake Jocassi now I tried to yeah. go over the dam but they wouldn't give me permission Hmm. to route the trail over the dam to you know kind of yeah, cut off like a lot of miles well i mean it was late when i when i crossed it but you know <laughs> yeah um but yeah so they, we couldn't get permission for that so it's kind of a road walk get through there you know once you get back into the mountains it's uh it's a lot of up and down and the appalachian mountains aren't a joke yeah no. <laughs> does the does the pt go over the state high point sassafras mountain um i know the foothills trail does yeah uh, i'm not sure if they've routed the palmetto trail over that one yet okay but um i kind of kind of told them that i didn't want to use the entire foothills trail because the foothills trail has made has put out so much effort to create a name for themselves and then the trail that goes all the way across the state's going to go and you know dominate the the trail i didn't care for the idea kind of what i did with the lakes to ocean trail is i put a bunch together and called it the lakes to ocean trail but i'm saying that the lakes to ocean trail as and the palmetto trail is leg six of the lakes to ocean trail whereas i wouldn't know I how the foothills trail would fit into being right. you know, that big section of the palmetto trail gotcha but, you know. I, I have a question too about is if um you know if somebody wanted to go out and hike for a week or something in in the mountainous section um what what would you recommend as far as like a nice section that kind of highlights the mountainous section and and has relatively easy access uh well the uh, i'd also like to ask that question for the other sections as well okay the blue wall passage is a pretty cool walk anything around that area blue wall croft you know croft isn't much isn't real mountainous it's more of a uh a hilly kind of up and down through like creek around creeks and stuff but um as far as the mountains um soon as you get uh into i think it's table rock state park south carolina oh yeah yeah you see My a lot of the boulders ground, man oh yeah 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 you're familiar with, with that as you're well. naming off all the places just my... got drunk and made bad choices in high school <laughs> no, I went to, so I went to Clemson for college and we used to go up to Table Rock State Park and do hikes because it wasn't that far from Clemson. No, no, it's right there. And yeah. uh, I mean, it's, it's just a beautiful area. Um, even if you don't, uh, you know, you get on the Palmetto Trail there, there's a bunch of trails throughout that area that walk up and down waterfalls. And, but um, 
Yeah, the uh, Table Rock, though, you get some really good, uh, like, mountaintop views and things like that as well. Water streams and creeks and everything along that way. What about through the swamp section? What's a good, like, five to seven-day yeah. hike you'd recommend? Um, you know what? The, the wraparound the lakes and the uh, Lake Moultrie and Lake Marion passages, yeah. um, as well as, like, the Santee Passage, which goes down the Santee Canal. Um, the last, yep. time, last time I hiked it with my dog, uh, one of the fears that I had walking around the Santee Canal area was the alligators. I didn't want her yeah. chasing an alligator and becoming lunch, but um, <laughs> the al- I, I saw like 35 alligators that day. Wow. 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 So, yeah. I mean, everything from how, little. How, how big are to, uh, The biggest one we saw was at least 12 feet. Oh. Wow. Do you have to worry about like alligators coming into your camp or anything and like trying to steal your food? No, like you would no. with bears. Alligators aren't no. going to do that. No, no, not not right okay. now. So you can't get into any trouble with alligators. Well, well. you can if you startle them. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. If you get in their zone or you're uh-huh. around their babies or something in their nest, uh-huh. um, you can get. In a, see, I grew up in Florida, so I know alligators. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no, just uh, for the main, for the most part. Um, as long as you're not playing in their water next uh-huh. to them. Okay. Uh, they're more dangerous in the water than they are on land. Uh-huh. Um, and the, the Santee Canal Passage, though, is up on a levee, so it's elevated above the water, and that's where the trail is. So mm-hmm. as soon as they see you, they're already in the water, and you're still elevated above them. Okay. Um, right. they, they won't, I don't think they'll run uphill to try and attack So you'd them. have to be a real jerk to get into trouble with alligators, like throwing <laughs> things at them or jumping down in the water and trying to wrestle them and stuff like that. Like that's Let's yeah. not give people yeah. ideas. That's when you would get in trouble with the alligators. I kind of yeah. feel like you're walking into their environment. It's kind of like going <laughs> to your friend's house. You're not going to go into your friend's house and throw rocks at them and everything. Right. Your friend's going to want to beat you up and you know, move okay. on. So don't but, uh, wrestle alligators. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can wrestle them if you know what you're doing. Oh, when you so you grew up in Florida. Trust did you me. grow up? Did you grow up wrestling alligators in Florida? Um, well, I wrestled. Yeah, it's part of the fifth grade curriculum in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> it was alligator red. Oh man, I'm also, I also grew up in Florida, so I'm making. I don't. Yeah, I don't know why I've never asked you if you grew up wrestling alligators, Triple O. No, I guess you never talked about them. Alligators are pretty yeah. pretty wary of people for the most part. I think. Hmm. Okay. They generally either don't care or run away. <laughs> That's yep. been my like the, no, the limited time I spent in Florida. That was my exact experience. Hold still, I'm trying to get a picture. <laughs> <We're> like, Whoa, <laughs> you're huge and clearly don't care about me. <laughs> yeah, I like what to run not? up with a chicken neck wrapped around my neck. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. alligators eat chickens. Yeah. Uh, what, about oh, yeah. the, uh, what about the resupply on this trail? Like yeah. how? I assume that you're going through towns fairly often, so you don't have to do really big carries. Yeah, I, you know, I wouldn't carry more than three days worth of food because oh, you're okay, in that great. town so often. Yeah. Um, you know, hikers know how to use their thumbs. Right. So if you got, if you get to a road, there are some roads, you know, and I, I've tested every road. I walked up to a road and put a thumb up just to see if I could get a ride. 
if I didn't need the ride, I just said thanks for the stop, and it was a test. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I'm actually out here alligator okay. hunting. I want to <laughs> hear. Uh, I want to hear about some of the responses you got when people stopped <laughs> and you told them. I was just testing to just see. Testing, man. <laughs> I had some people scratching their heads, like, "You really want to be out here in the in nowhere?" Like, well, yeah, I'm just gonna go down the way and set up my tent, you know. But. Do- I did really you don't like to go spend money in a town? <laughs> did you tell him like, oh no, I'm I'm like trying to you know get information for other people and explain, or did you just or or just go like, this has been a test of the, emerger- <laughs> of the emergency hitchhiking network, and then just like run off into Turn the woods, run, run away. You know? <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> man! No, I, you know, usually I usually I just uh, show them the you know the book uh, that I'm working on, say I'm you know testing okay. the area. Because as a guidebook author, not only do I write the directions for you, but I also check the environments for you. Right. Um, so, like my my actually my books are actually written for blind people. Yeah. Um, so they're in Braille. No, they're not in Braille, but they are so detailed <laughs> that uh, when they have an assistant type it into Siri and Siri reads it over the phone, ah, phone okay. they know they know within a few steps if they're on the on or off the trail anymore. Rather than oh. other, you know, the other guidebooks where you have to go a half mile to that next waypoint to see if you're still on the trail or not, because my feet, my my trail, uh, my books tell you what kind of terrain your feet are supposed to be right. on. So if it changes from oh, wow. paved road to gravel road, you know within steps if you're on or off the trail. It tells you what's so, on the buffet and the buffet of surfaces. That's right. Oh yeah, everything you need. Um, is documented. So it, the, the the idea was to. So make I'm sorry. Sure those those books again. You've already mentioned one of those books in a shameless plug, but uh, but do, would you like to mention the 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 other books that you that you the, the pluralized books? Uh, well, they're all called Through Hikers Manuals, and if you Google Through Hikers Manual, um, the only books that'll come up are the ones that I've written because uh, there is no other books entitled Through Hikers Manual. Uh, you have nice. Through Hikers Data Books, Through Hikers Companions, things like that. But right. Nobody's written a Through Hikers Manual, and now I've got. 13 of them. Wow. wow. Can you yeah. give us a quick rundown? Uh, well, the Hoosier Trail. I'll go down through the legs. Um, okay. So leg one would be the Hoosier Trail. Two would be the Kentucky Connection. Um, Sheltoe Trace. Bartram Trail. Oh, uh, so I'm sorry. Sheltoe Trace. Then the Tennessee Connector to the Bartram Trail. And then Bartram Trail to the Palmetto Trail. And as an alternate route, so I have the Foothills Trail and the Mountains to Sea Trail. Yeah. They're, uh, they're a little older, but they are still applicable because the trail doesn't change that much. Uh, and with the reroutes that they have done in the, ne- in the past few years, you could uh, contact the organization and they would know how to help you out getting you know, through those sections and all. But, older uh, and applicable is my uh, profile on Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Well, Scott, this has been awesome, man. Thanks, uh, thanks for putting this trail on everybody's radar. You know, I, 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 again, I know this trail's been out there for a better part of a decade. I just, it just hasn't got a lot of attention. And I mean, heck, you've hiked it twice. You, you might be the only person in the history of the world that's hiked no. the Palmetto Trail twice. No, no. Bernie and April Hester hiked it, I think, three times for the Multiple Sclerosis oh. Foundation. Wow, no kidding. Wow. Since then, they've moved on to the Appalachian Trail. Okay. But yeah. Uh, I caught up with them on one of one of the hikes. They had it. What they do is they have a camper and a car, so they park their camper, drive their car to a trail to you know three days away, and walk back to their camper, 
and move, move ah, you know, shuffle vehicles yeah. and then continue on. And so um, that that year that I got together with them, uh, I was helping them do all that. So, oh, cool. Uh, <laughs> we must have been in Santee for three weeks, nonstop for dinners every single night. We're like, where do you want to go for dinner? Well, the only place around is Santee. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Right on. So, so we hit every restaurant in Santee that year. <laughs> and let me make let make sure I got this right. It's Lake to Oceans Trail dot com. Lakes to Ocean Trail dot com. Singular. Lakes to yep. Ocean Trail. Singular ocean. Yeah, plural lakes, singular ocean. Got it. We'll put a There's link. Five up. lakes, one ocean. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sorry. Scott, thanks again for coming on the show, and yeah. uh, this is fantastic. Yeah, we'll put a link up to your website and hopefully uh, point some people your direction. Awesome. Well, the Palmetto Trail is getting a lot more popularity and a lot more attention now, and so I do recommend. Actually, it's one of my favorite trails, and that's the that's why the uh, Palmetto Trail. Even though uh, it's the shorter distance of the two uh, individual paths, because the Lakes to Ocean Trail, you can end in uh, the Outer Banks of North Carolina or Charleston, South Carolina for the Palmetto Trail. And so this, the Chicago to uh, South Carolina is 1,700 miles, mm -hmm. and Chicago to the Outer Banks is 2,100. So the whole Lakes to Ocean Trail is 2,800 miles, including the 70 miles of the Foothills Trail. But the reason why I chose to have the uh, terminus, the official terminus at uh, Buck Hall Landing on the Palmetto Trail is because I liked it so much. Okay. Mm. Very cool. Nice. It's a place I've never actually been. I got to get to Buck Hall Landing someday, maybe on foot. It's, yeah, it's a really cool yeah. uh, campsite. It's on the intercoastal waterway. Uh, you won't see any waves or nothing, but uh, you'll see the marshlands out there, and it's a bird preserve, nature, nature sanctuary. So, uh, yeah, it's cool. uh, really, really cool. Nice. I think you'll right. enjoy it. We're looking forward to it. Well, thanks again for coming on the show. And yeah, uh, thank you. And Kim, other than the the website, is there? Are you on any kind of social media? You're on Facebook. Okay. Yeah, Facebook. Scott Tob Award. One T on Scott. All right. We'll post a link to that too. Very good, Scott. Well, thanks so much. Hey, no problem. You all have a great night. All right. Thanks. All you right. Too. Talking to you. You cool. too. Thank you. Thanks, thank you. Man. Good night, Scott. <laughs> See y'all. All right, there he goes, ladies and gentlemen. Scott Tobb Award, the Palmetto Trail. Who knew? Alligator wrestling. Allig yep. <laughs> he said, by the way, he said 35 <laughs> alligators in one day. Am I, did I get that number right? Yeah. Oh, my God. I think that would get yeah. the Florida Trail a run for its money. Yeah. I mean, I, I think you, I, you could see that many down in, down in the Everglades, I think, if you're on the right road. I mean, I, I don't have a whole lot of experience. I drove across and saw like 150, but God. yeah, I don't. I never counted them, and I don't have a lot of experience in Florida. But that the like month or so that I was there and did take some time to go mess around, the spots where I did see gators, I saw quite a few gators. Yeah, it's, it wasn't like oh, there's one. It was like oh, there's like 17 gators hanging out <laughs> over there. There's a pile of gators. Yeah, and most of them were not like the massive gators. Like most of them were like the, you know, whatever two, three, four foot range or something like that, like smaller. And then occasionally, like there was one day I woke up in in the campsite and like 15 feet from me or something was this like 12 foot, 10 foot something like oh. that long, long gator. But it also give, gave like zero Fs. It was just right. like, I'm just here sunning, and I could take off your whole leg in a bite. So just you do you, and I'm going to do me. Stay away. 
but it didn't even, it didn't even care. But I yeah, thought, I thought you were going to say you woke up with a baby alligator on your toe, like nibbling. Different story. <laughs> oh, if you if you really want to see gators, you got to go at night with a headlamp and shine yeah, it. Yeah, dude, that sounds like a great idea. <laughs> then you'll yes. see so oh, many glowing no. eyes. Put yeah, the... let's walk around the swamp at night and accidentally step off trail. Ooh, was that an alligator I just stepped on? Ooh, it could be a water moccasin. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah, as say, fun. <laughs> I feel like in Florida, there's a number of things that I'm actually more concerned about than gators. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like Floridians. <laughs> yeah, like triple O. True. True. Hey, Disco, I think, mm. you know, if you did this trail, you could time it right. You could catch a football games in Death Valley, maybe even. Yeah. Maybe even in Columbus. Columbia? What about? Uh, I don't want to uh, go see football Columbia. in Columbia. That's University of South Carolina. That's, that's not. Yeah, but mine. they could be playing Clemson. Well, Maybe in 2022. <laughs> Tickets will be cheaper in uh, Columbia or Columbus or whatever than they were know, man. in Clemson. They have yet to cancel the college football season amongst the ACC and the SEC. So as of right now, that game could happen this year. But if I were betting dollars to donuts, I would say it ain't going to happen this year. It ain't going to happen. All right. What should we talk about next? We should go to the hotline. All right. Yeah, cool. I think we had one call, Triple O. One call. All right. You got to let me share. Just my one? Speech. Only one? Dilo, you're slacking. Call the Trisha. Call the Trisha. 720-893-2269. This is the only call we have this month. So Trail Boo. Show Nation, we're disappointed in you. But we're very proud of this one call. This is Trip the Light. And on the last show, Disco complained about having to use single-ply toilet paper and having its finger go through the toilet paper. Single-ply toilet paper is lighter to carry out on the trail. If you are trained properly on the toilet paper use, it does a better job. You need to embrace the brutality and enjoy being hiker trash. This is Triple Light, and I never listen to the trail show. <laughs> Very good. Oh, trip go. the light. No, no. So, one ply. One ply. But, but if you have one no, ply, can't no, you fold no, it up into like three? You're all, you're, all, you're all wrong. Backcountry bidet. Backcountry bidet. I'm not every, a fan of the backcountry bidet. The I would say this. I'd rather do the bidet hey, than day, one it's ply. It's okay. You can be wrong about some stuff. You're allowed. It's like, you know, 38 degrees in the morning, and I'm going to pour some ice cold water down my butt crack. <laughs> I, you want to wake up? Or don't, I, I don't. See I, I actually yeah, started I, I carrying a. Uh, I started carrying a round rock with me, a large <laughs> round rock. You just keep it in your pocket. Yeah, you I reuse it. I reuse it. You know, I just, you know, <laughs> just bring a round rock. It kind of works. It doesn't. It's not abrasive. Then you can just, wipe off the rock when you're done and put it back in your pack. Works great. Do, Good idea. Do you just like clean it off at water sources or what? No, no need to clean it. Hey, this is a good segue into swamps. Uh, mostly swamps. I mostly clean it off in the swamps. This is a good segue to trips because yeah. for the first time in my hiking career, 
I've been, I've several times this summer, I've carried my own feces out in a bag. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about it. Isn't it funny? It's funny because I was doing some 14ers and in places where, I mean, there's just nowhere to go to the bathroom, you know, sustainably. And um, I, I, I actually, anybody who I ran into, I made a point of telling them that I was like using a wag bag and just to see what the reaction was. And I probably said it to like maybe 20 people this summer and not a single one of them even knew what it was. So that tells me that a lot of people are just up there. I guess I don't know. A lot, a lot of people are. I didn't see any. I didn't see any like evidence of that. It's all so over the that, place. It's all over the place. So yeah. I, I'll I'll say that this is actually a, a story that I didn't cover on Trail News this month, but uh, there was like actually Pod, were you the one that sent it to me? There was like some article that, that, that uh, and I guess it was actually a series of articles because other, other organizations picked it up, but about people finding, you know, uh, uh, soiled underwear and oh, yes. and all sorts of other stuff on the Colorado. Yeah, lots of underwear. There's uh-huh. <laughs> soil. Yeah. What's and happening? I, okay. Well, I will tell you that this is not a new problem. It's just, a, it's, again, it's a volumetric problem in right. Greece, right? So in 2013, when, me, when Luke and I did the 14ers through hike, we found plenty of stuff like that in higher elevation areas. People get up above tree line, they're not prepared to, to be able to like take care of their feces properly. They crap their and pants. Seriously, that's, they get to the point where they're just about to, and then, and, and then they, they take like an emergency crap and then they they wipe themselves up with with their underwear because they're, they're not carrying around they're, stone. They're not carrying around always stone. They're carry not around stone. People nope. always carry around stone with you. No. And and in the high country, they're jagged. So you're not going <laughs> to find a one. Sharp towel. It's true, man. You so got to get your round stone carry your rock up the hill. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Carry yeah, that so, rock with you all the time. But yeah, I I, I I can say that it, it in my experience in the high country, I can absolutely confirm that 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 people are are almost never actually prepared to be able to defecate in uh, above tree line, for instance. Now, I will say that the um, I try I tried out the rest stop two wag bag, mm-hmm. which is the kind of the gold standard, I guess. Yep. They're not completely smell proof. They're not completely smell proof, and I was really happy to have an extra odor proof bag, you know, those odor proof sacks that you can buy the OP sacks. The op sacks. Yeah. I was going to yes. say that's, that's a solid move for it. So I brought, I had an extra one and the first time that I had to use it was up in the Chicago basin, I think. And I put it in my backpack and then, you know, 45 minutes later I was on the top of one of the peaks and I opened my backpack and I was like, it, I mean, it just kind of smells like an, like an old, diaper bag that's that's been used too many times hasn't been cleaned and i was like this is not good like i don't want my backpack to smell like this but i had that extra odor proof bag so then i put that inside the odor proof bag and i i i carried it for two days and i couldn't smell it through the odor proof sack did you use it as a pillow over the next two days dual uses yeah, I mean, this is like what through hiking all is about: multiple uses for. Hey, listen, if it's sealed up things, tight you know? in a yeah. smell, yeah, yeah, yeah nice yeah. size. It's, it's, like, it's cushiony; yeah. it like Why molds not? to your head. Yeah, 
that's nice. You could probably poop um, in there again and make it more voluminous. Think, think of the dreams that you'd get through osmosis. <laughs> right. wow. I, didn't, I didn't use it. I was actually using my food bag as a pillow. So. Oh, okay. POD, why did you do 16 14ers? Hmm? Why not? Why not 14 14ers? Yeah, why, why not 14? Why did you do 16? Have I done 16? Yeah. I don't know. That's what I had time for. I'm still doing them. Are you going to do a trip report for each one, one by one? No. Okay. I'm not going to do a trip report for any of them. Just the, <laughs> just the part where you pooped in a bag and it, the Yeah, that's, that's the okay. most exciting part. That's good. That's good. I like it. I really like, I'd like to explore the use of a wag bag as a pillow. I think that's, uh, I think that's very innovative. <laughs> I think if you're going to do that, it needs to be in an OP sack. Okay. It's yeah. super lightweight. That's super a true. No, it is not lightweight. I'll tell you no. that. Carrying your own poop around is not lightweight. Uh, it's true, especially like, depends not. on the volume of your poop for that day. Yeah. I eat a lot of big. fiber, so my poop's yeah. a giant. Yeah. Huh. Okay. I was actually pretty upset about it, you know, like after I did it and then rolled the thing down and sealed it, I was like, damn, that's heavy. Like, I mean, I know I was carrying that weight anyway. It was inside my body, but somehow it seems worse when it's like in your backpack, yeah. Yeah. like a bag of poop in your backpack. That you know, carrying. there is an, alternative. well, it is worse because there's like all the extra plastic and the, the but I was stuff carrying that, all like, that stuff anyway. stabilizes it. Yeah, I was carrying all that stuff anyway. There is an alternative method when you're above tree line and it involves a rock shape like a skeet. Yeah, like if you're Twinkle. going skeet shooting. Okay, so I, so I we actually know. got some we actually got some hate mail after we talked about this last time. What? what and I mean? gotta say, I gotta say it's not actually hate mail because they're right. Like throwing shit off of high points, even with there's not shit involved in the actual throwing of shit. throwing rocks off of cliffs or off of high points is is a no bueno practice and agreed in, agreed and, and i wasn't on and a high point. <laughs> and i hope that our trail show <laughs> listeners know that we're joking around when we're talking about flinging poops like discus off of a off, yeah off, i i don't know who brought that up i would never recommend yeah, that no, I, I i can't <laughs> well, i can't twinkle, i do not recall twinkle actually has a name for it it's called a mud falcon <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> a mud falcon yeah i assume right. this is like as opposed to, to to the blood falcon i don't know i hope i hope that it's inspired by the blood falcon from vikings oh my god all right we have to take a break folks when we come back we've got mailbag we got donors. We might have an audio update from Buck 30. I don't know. You'll just have to stay tuned. The Trail Show will be back. This is Bobcat, and I never listen to The Trail Show. All right, The Trail Show is back. Triple O, what's in the mailbag? We've got two great letters this month. The first, here we go. Dear Trail Show, I see a mix of people staying put and people hiking long trails and traveling. What is up? Is it okay? Is corona not a thing anymore? I want to get out and about, but I don't want to upset and infect small communities along the mountains. What are your thoughts? Thanks. Mud Falcon. 
Mud Falcon. Mud Falcon, what? Stop <laughs> it, stop it. Are you serious? Come on. Come on. Oh my god. Wonder how they got their trail name. Alright. Yeah, so this is a this is a pretty serious question and it's probably got a myriad of answers. So I just wanna I just wanna throw out there A, if you are looking to do a long distance hike check with the trail association that maintains that trail first and foremost and see if they have any recommendations related to COVID. That's a good starting point. Okay. There's a number of trail organizations that are saying do not come out and hike. Respect that if it's there. What if it's not there though? I don't think it's there on the Colorado trail. Yeah, I don't think it is either. There are, a, there's a lot of people out hiking the Colorado trail this summer and a lot of them are out there hiking because that's the trail that they could hike. Well, I, one thing I will say that the uh, mud Falcon asked if COVID was still a thing. And what I can tell you <laughs> is that uh, for the last six weeks, the United States has had over 40,000 new cases of COVID documented every day. So COVID is absolutely still a thing. And it may be more of a thing now than it was back in March and April when everybody was freaking out. But we've got a more kind of lazy fair attitude about it because we've been dealing with it for five months. So we're kind of bored with it. We're kind of over it. We're kind of hate it. We're kind of just ignoring it. We're doing various things. And I guess we're just kind of hoping that we don't get it. Um, what, what does that mean for you as a long distance hiker? I don't know. Uh, you're on your own. I think we learned that early on in this pandemic that we're not going to necessarily get the best guidance from uh, our federal government, our state governments, our counties, our cities, whatever. Everybody's kind of doing their own thing. It's a mixed match of regulations, recommendations, whatever. I don't know. For me, it's like we've been dealing with this for five months. We know how not to get COVID. Okay. We all know what we need to do not to get it. So, can you do that if you're out on a long trail? I don't know. What do you guys think? I think you can, but I think that the reality is, is that if you're out on a long trail, you end up having to go into other communities and smaller towns. So the, the rea I mean, so there, there, one of the problems with a lack of actual leadership in this country when it comes to dealing with COVID is that, is that the actual science that has been done our actual understanding of the, of how it operates has not been like really translated into best recommendations that most people are hearing the biggest thing that you don't want to do is share someone's air right that's what all of the indications are if you're outside if you're far enough away from people if you're both masked all of the things that make it so that so that you're less likely to literally like breathe a piece of the volume of air that somebody else has just exhaled now if you're actually out on the trail in that mode of a distance hike sure yeah you're probably pretty low risk for for being infected or for spreading infection if you are yourself actually infected but it does come down to those like community interactions those interactions in uh, maybe it's the grocery store maybe it's the post office those types of things seems to be that if you're wearing a mask if both people are wearing masks inside uh, the risk of transmission there is actually like relatively low 
Um, I think that you know you you're basically at this point having to to strike this weird balance between what the science says versus the hodgepodge of what any particular regulatory body that whether it's the county in here when you start the trail and then when you you know get off the trail over here or you're passing through this place over here they've got different rules and that place has got different rules because there's really just no cohesive strategy for it so I will if say if, if you're going to try to hike in the time of covid like you're basically trying to piece together a whole bunch of different like patchwork of of like what the what the the current local uh, regulations or best practices are. So. Well, I don't agree with that because I think we, we do know how to not spread the virus and that there is a patchwork of regulations, but as a hiker, you can be proactive and go with the most stringent recommendations. And yeah, I will also say that aren't that. Well, I would actually, I disagree with that too. The hikers that I've seen in Salida, I would say a higher percentage of them are wearing masks than the tourists that are walking around Beauty. Bars. Think about the hike we did in the Sangres. And, and no, no, no. We, I'm we talking counted. about long distance. I'm talking about long distance hikers. I'm not talking about just like day hikers. I, I'm, I'm not saying. I'm not. I wasn't saying that long distance hikers shouldn't shouldn't hike. I'm saying that that's that, that we've got that we've got the science, but you're going to have to deal with the fact that like the places that you're going right. to be hiking through have got I'm a hodgepodge of right. how they're actually implementing that. Totally. And so you might be fine in one spot, and then you cross over into the next county, and they've got like a whole different thing. And maybe that's based on science. Maybe that's based on politics. Maybe that's based on just what they were doing five months ago, and they never updated it based on the newest yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's true. So that that's that's more my point is that is that like one of the the crazy adaptations that you're going to have to make if you decide that you're going to try to be able to like undertake the long distance hike during this time know that you're going to have to deal with not on on top of like permits on top of camping on top of all the other well, logistics, but that's not you know, i mean this is just about covid that's what, what i'm saying on top of that you're gonna to have to deal with like the hodgepodge of like covid stuff that's going what, on what and about it's just hitchhiking what about, oh, the thumb, man. what about the thumb? What about the hitchhiking? That's what yeah. I want to say. I've That's seen my lots question. Of, well, I've seen lots of through hikers out hitchhiking with a mask on. I have too. You know, and if you, get, if you are lucky enough to get hicked up by a, a pickup truck, and there's yeah. tons and tons of big pickup trucks rolling around America, you can hop in the back of the pickup truck and not share air with anybody. Yeah. Well, and, but, and like all, all of the Ubers and Lyfts, I mean, they're operating again, mm -hmm. and they're yeah. they're basically, you know, people are putting their masks on and rolling the windows down. I yeah. see people rolling around Boulder in the in mm -hmm. the Lyfts and the Ubers, and that's what they're doing, you know. Um, well, I think to get back to Mud Falcon, I think you have to make an educated choice <laughs> and be safe. Mm -hmm. Protect yourself yeah. and others. Good luck, man. I, I like what else do you got? Triple O. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good luck. It's it's a tough it's a tough question. Uh, yeah. Man, like, I feel I feel like, like this is a project that no one is coordinating on. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's, it's a great year to postpone a through hike. It is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you. I wouldn't want to deal with all that bull. Me neither. I think it would take a lot away from me. I mean, a lot of the best moments in my through hike were meeting people in towns. Yeah. Totally. Rides I got some of the people I hung out with. Bakeries. I think you're you're losing a lot of of what makes a through hike great. Yeah. If you've got the if you got the time to do a through hike right now and like you just need to get out there and hike, I, I'd suggest stringing a bunch together a bunch of other like smaller adventures where you just don't have to yeah. deal with as much of this 
these yeah, considerations. Yeah, and stay local. Yeah. Like, you know, like yeah. with Wolverine, he's staying in his home state. Like, yeah. I might do a section on the Colorado Trail in a month or two, and I had plans to go to another state to hike. So try to keep it close to home and maybe bagging. avoid resupply. Yeah, POD's been peak bagging like it's her job. Oh, the lakes are sad. They're not, you're not lake bagging this year. I'm, I, I texted POD off thread and I was, to, I told her I was hurt that she didn't invite me on any of my, on oh. any of these peaks. Any of the 14ers? Well, I've been going during the week mostly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, the next, the next, the next mailbag actually speaks to some of the concerns you might have. So, uh, dear trail show, I am planning a hike from mine to mine to mine, from Ore to Silver. You're Come on, Ure. Triple O. What are you from, right. Florida? Well, I was just in Florida? a city called Ore. You in Florida? In what's going on? Wrestling alligators I don't know where Ure is in Colorado, but I was in Ore in, in Utah to start a, a kayaking trip. So I don't know oh. what's. If you guys want to talk about Ore, I can talk about that. No, no. actually, we don't. <laughs> that, that doesn't from sound Ure, like a like like show. Come on, man. In September, what is the official trail show advice for parking trailheads and such? I'd like my truck to be there when I get back. Gold, exclamation point. P.S. I'd like to report an unidentified flying saucer over Crestone, Colorado. <laughs> kind of looked like a giant brown skeet disc flinging micro pieces into the sky. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, well played. Well, well played. Trail show insider right there. Yeah. yeah, I know who wrote this that is letter. A good question, I know who wrote that letter this too. A really, a really no, you question. don't. It's from the leprechaun. Isn't that from somebody that you were up on that hill shooting <laughs> skeet? <laughs> no, no, but it is someone who lives oh. in Crestone. Oh, okay. <laughs> Anyways, no, I guess I don't know who it was. I would actually I have no idea who it was. I just figured it was somebody with you who was flinging their <laughs> off the top of a mountain. <laughs> no, but this, but this is a good question because there's you know you're leaving yeah. your car possibly for multiple days out yeah. in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, and you never know if it's going to be a smash and grab type of trailhead or not. You know. Well, you can um, do some research online you before you leave your car there for seven. I days. recommend not leaving anything in your car. Like if you're driving to a trailhead and you're going to be there for several days, I recommend not bringing anything. And what you do bring, make sure it's real out in the open, like some junky sandals that you're going to wear after your hike and maybe purposely leave some trash wadded up on the floor maybe some of those Good idea. Good soiled idea. panties yeah. you found up on a container um, some of those rest stop twos full of yep uh, open, open i, I no. actually no. i completely agree with this advice make <laughs> yeah make your car look as unattractive as possible yep. nothing, no like bags where it's like oh what could be in there exactly like nothing where it's yeah. like oh, what what's under that coat over there no. none of that like Put your something something over your laptop. Leave all that crap yep. at home. Yep. You know when you when you and come if back. you bring and if you're bringing some like clothes to change into, for example, like a shirt, leave the shirt laid out flat on the seat or something so that people can tell there's nothing under it. It's yeah. just a t-shirt, you know. Yeah, and yeah. I also recommend, you know, one thing one thing that I did when I left my Prius at a trailhead in New Mexico, in the middle of New Mexico. Oh, we this were, is a good. We were worried about it because, you know, it was, it was kind of a an area of the country that maybe would frown on a vehicle like a Prius, you know. So um, I left a note. What? 
New Mexico, it has it has progressive climate policy. Hopefully, it, it does, but soon. it is not a monolith. It's not a monolith. That's right. So I, very. I, I, so, I some people rolling coal down there. Yeah, I left a yeah they are. I left a note in the windshield that said, "Hey, Jenna and Butch or whatever." <laughs> We walked up the trail to shoot some targets. We'll be back in two hours. And then I signed, you know, two names like Brad and Angie or something, whatever. And so if someone were to come by, they'd be like, oh, okay, you know, they, they got guns or, you know, they're yeah, going to the, be right the Prius, The Prius driver with, <laughs> that are going up for targets. Yeah. <laughs> this is not believable. <laughs> I know, but, you, you know, I just, it's just the little things yeah. that deter people. You know, and that idea that like, we'll, like if you say we'll be back in two hours, but you don't have a ta- time, then maybe that person's like, oh, they might be right around here. I don't know. It's the little things, you know? Yeah, yeah. or the ranger it's... comes and sees it two days in a row and thinks, oh no, Jenna's missing. <laughs> she <laughs> was the target. Search and rescue out here. This person was supposed to be back in two hours. Their car's been right. here for three days. Well, anyway, I, I, um, I do I... think it's, it's the little things because you have to remember that that vandals are kind of like predators. Predators always look for the easiest target. They don't like obstacles. So you have to make sure that your car looks completely empty. Maybe a little bit trashy, but not trashy enough that there could be a mystery in there. Yeah. And, uh, yep. you know, and leaving a note like that, I don't, maybe it's a good idea. Maybe not. I don't know. You, you're really just trying to make it easy for them to walk up to your car, take a few peeks in the window, and decide that you're not the car. Yeah. That's, that's it. I mean, like, don't have anything in there. Maybe you'll get that dead rat don't from Kilo's house. Don't have anything in there that looks like it's concealing something that's in there. Exactly. And 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 then yeah, I think if you do that, you're pretty much as good as you can get. Not much more you can do. Here, here's another thing that you could think about. If it's going to be a while, like a, you know, a few extra days. You, I know my dad has had mice come and live in the mm-hmm. car. Oh so, yeah. Yeah, so, I was going to say that too. They That's put. A problem. They started to put mothballs in like the engine compartment to, that kind of makes it a not attractive place for a mice. I've heard people spray things. capsicum in there because mm-hmm. they come back and the car won't start because animals have chewed through the the wires, the wires, the wires, oh, wires and things. Yeah, just yeah. get some bear yep. spray, spray it on up in there. <laughs> When I was guiding, I almost got trapped at the north rim of the Grand Canyon, 150 miles from anywhere, with two guests because of that. Pack rats get, got up there and chewed up the engine. Oh, <laughs> we we barely made it out. Lights flashing. Oh my gosh! All right, <laughs> you think we answered that pretty well, Triple I think so. I think I, so. I think we beat it to death. I think so. All right, Pod, did we have some donors this month? Yes, we did. All right. We've got Bernard Wolf. Bernie Fee. <laughs> Russ Not Fuss Kinder. Kinder. Craig Pisco Gully. What a guy. Who was just out on the Tahoe Rim Trail with Bobby Walters. The, uh, it looked hey. gorgeous. Looks like they yeah, had great weather, too. They, yeah, they just they timed the smoke. <laughs> yep. <laughs> We've got Chris Smith, Gringo Madness. Hey now. Gringo. Crazy. We've got Madness. the whole the whole uh, 420 crew. We've got Joshua Bowden to Job Bowden, Trevor Smoke. Yeah. We've got it. Bowman. Loaded. Sean Weedman. Jeffrey Cottonmouth. Yeah. Oh, well. The 420 crew, huh? Right. Yeah. 
right. We got Diane Pinkers. Stein. 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 We got David Vitti. Hey. Oh. Oh, pasta as big as your newborn baby. As big as your newborn baby's diaper bag. Carry it out. Pack it out, we man. Use it as a fellow. Justin Knowles. <laughs> Quality. Extra cushiony. Outstanding. What? <laughs> Outstanding, yep. <laughs> Jason Lurch, not Church Dane. Just Lurch. don't go. Ingrid, Ingrid Gerard. Vermont. Wow. Rudy from CascadeHikerPodcast.com. Rudy. Hi, Rudy. We got Pat the Bouncer Dixon. Axel. Get out of here. Back on the trail. We got The Weekend. I know. It's the freaking wow. weekend, baby. I'm about to have me some fun. Uh, it's Friday, Friday. Everybody. No, that's <laughs> Rebecca Black, man. No, that's no, the same no, song. No, no. How dare you? No. You don't know that's a, that's a legendary song. Come on. Yes, Jaderally bad. Horrible song. <laughs> we got Steven the Hustler Russell. Hey, do what you gotta do. Dun, 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 hustle it, hustle it. Okay. Uh, Am and the Brute Bruce. Brute. Renee Shira Patrick. Shira. Wesley the Haggis Attic Greenwood. I need it. I need it. Kevin Chickpea Cross and Sasha Honeydew Codette. Gotta love that hummus. Whoa. T Bone, not T Bone Williams. T Bone says. Tommy the Meat Popsicle Stevens. Popsicle. Joseph Pecker Raro. Brandon Lost Balls, Love Lady. Oh, God, where'd they go? Shira, the Switch Lady. And Brian, the Big McNamara. Oh, it's so big. Big Mac. You know, he should be right next to, uh, what's his name? Uh, Meat Popsicle. Eric Adequate. Yeah, and Eric Adequate Johnson. I'm going to have to put those guys together. <laughs> so, a word to Eric Adequate Johnson. <laughs> Quick, quick aside, Eric. I found the bottle cap, so you you are owed a bottle cap uh, per per uh, something I said on a show once, and I've had your name in my wallet, oh, yeah. and, and I've been like trying to find the bottle cap. I moved into a new place at the beginning of the month. I found your bottle cap. It's gonna be in the mail soon. Bam. Perfect. Nice. Uh, let's see where was I here? Um, oh, Patty Sisu Matascala. Phil Felipe Gilberto. Gilberto. Felipe. Kill Bill Cattrall. Cattrall. Dave the Geode Hale. Hale. Side. <laughs> it's a Geode. <laughs> Hannah Dykstra. Barbara. <laughs> he was yeah. swept away with the last TTS. Y'all call me Robin, so I'm going with that from now on. Hood. Robin Hood. Anthony the Brad Pitts. Handsome. <laughs> the Brad. Rachel Die Bama Die Merchant. Yeah. Yes. Die, 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 die Bama. Then we have Danthan Sun. <laughs> Danthan Sun, yeah. Danthan Sun. Is that Danthompson? Yes. Danthump. It's. It could be it could be done. Thump, 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 I think we'll hear thump, from him thump, in Ask a Hydra yeah. later. Am I right about that? Oh, good. Maybe. We've got Martin the Rosswater Swank. Rosswater. Oh, so, so fresh. We got Richie Rich Lemuel Glasgow. Lemuel. 
We got Mark, the nuclear farmer, Hallmeyer. Hmm. Or is it Mayor? The nuclear farmer. I think he's the home mayor. The nuclear farm. <laughs> farm mayor. The nuclear farm mayor. We got Sarah Compass Haynes. I know which way to go. And just re-upping their subscription is Orion Bakkenbergian. Yeah. Welcome yeah. back. Hey. Welcome back. So. Anyone by the way, else? if any. Yeah. Never mind. Actually, I'm not going to make that announcement. All right. That's it. Um, right on, man. A great list. Thank you, uh, everyone who's donated. We will be accepting Bitcoin soon. We'll get into that next month. <laughs> <laughs> Until then, just hit the PayPal button on the trailshow.com. We really appreciate it. Keeps this show rolling. All right. We got an update from Trail Show VIP. Mm. <laughs> uh, punching bag? Yeah, punching bag. <laughs> Frenemy? <laughs> Friend of me would be good. Brian Buck 30 Tansman, let's go to the tape. What's up, Trail Show? It's Buck 30 again. Uh, back for POD's time of the month. Uh, <laughs> the from the North Country Trail. Uh, I guess since I last checked in like a month ago, I've come the uh, 300 miles down the Superior Hiking Trail. Not really sure. I think you guys have done that one. I can't, I can't remember all the trails of the month you did. Probably because the early days it was just disco reading from a Wikipedia entry. So maybe it's one of those. <laughs> Here we go. Here we but, go. Uh, it's a good trail. Uh, people want to get out there for like a 300 mile, you know, longish but not too long hike. Uh, definitely a good one. Then I came across the uh, top of Wisconsin for a couple hundred miles and I just got into Michigan. A little bit afraid, the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, and a little bit afraid that, um, I don't know, I've, I've heard about this Frito Roll Tide Garcia guy. <laughs> a little bit afraid that POD is going to send him out here to kidnap or murder me or something. <laughs> but uh, I'm in Michigan for like, it's like 1,200 miles. It goes all the way across the top of the UP and then down the Lower Peninsula. So I'm going to be here for a long time. Not much else to report, uh, just kind of plugging away. Um, oh, I do have one. I got one kind of weird story. Um, so like a week ago, I wake up in the morning and my shoes, you know, that are outside my tent, but like right Big next mistake. to my tent, you know, touching my tent are soaking wet and they smell horrible. <gasps> and, and my socks, so my shoes and my socks, something like a deer, I, I don't know what's going on. Something came over peed like a super big gulp size pee on my shoes and my socks and didn't how did he not wake up? up i don't know how this is possible but it was disgusting all right wait a minute there's so much here we got to pause this for a minute yeah, yeah there's a lot to unpack how he is a pods how did he not wake up i mean first of all let's back up a minute this is a trail tip you could take this to the bank Always bring your shoes inside your tent. Yeah. Why? Why? Your shoes are your wheels. If some deer comes over to your tent in the middle of the night and finds your shoes salty and decides to take one of them off with him, you are SOL, my friend. You're, again, your shoes are your wheels. Like and they make, such, shoes, they make such a good You're not pillow. hiking. You're not, yeah, exactly. I put them underneath. That's, that's like the first layer of my pillow is my shoes. Yep. 
Interesting. But, but how how could a you know how could a big gulp size pee? I, I know what it was. It's a, was a shoes it? no bag of and then no it was it was an alligator <laughs> for the it was an alligator an no. alligator came by in his michigan? tent not in wisconsin in, man in it, michigan? Hey, global warming you know these things are happening you think it's weird but it's for real global or maybe warming. maybe alligators in upper peninsula of michigan they migrate to florida for the winter time on the back of an rv just like all good alligators do. Or maybe Buck 30 woke up in the middle of the night. Yeah. And still peed in his own shoes. And peed in his own shoes. <laughs> After chugging that's why 64 it was a, ounces of soda. That's why it was a, a big gulp size huh. pee. No, I think it was an alligator. And I had, it was my last <laughs> pair of socks. I had no socks left. So I literally had to like put on a soaking wet, disgustingly smelly <laughs> pair of socks in the morning and soaking wet shoes and, and walking them. Thankfully, I've got a lot of hand sanitizer, so I was able to clean up a little bit, but I don't know how I didn't wake up. Like, I, 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 I don't know what the deal is. I, I guess like a couple of weeks ago, um, uh, my hiking partner had told me that a moose came into our camp and I missed that too. So, you know, maybe I just sleep through things. I don't know, but I don't know why something would come over like two inches from my head and just take like a huge piss all over everything. Do you think it could have been Frito got, Roll Tide Garcia? I've got some <laughs> ideas. <Ooh>. Yeah. <laughs> truly disgusting. Um, yeah, so there you go. Um, Want to do a little rebuttal on trail maintenance. Uh, you know, last time that uh, you guys like to give me a hard time for. Um, I mean that that quote that POD had that that was a true quote. I I will I will say that was a direct quote. But um, that's all I do. You know, there's there's <laughs> just people like you and POD, like Disco and POD, that are just really good at trail maintenance and just not so good at hiking. So we all just <laughs> should just stay in our lanes, right? Like, I'm good at hiking. I'm not good at doing manual labor. So you know, I stay in my lane. I spent you know most of my year hiking. You know, Disco POD. You know, you guys aren't really that good on the trails, but you know, you're great with uh, a chainsaw. So, oh, I'll just do what we're never a chainsaw, man. That, um, but BOD, what do you think about that? He just uh, called you out. I agree. I I agree. I think Buck Thirty's really good at being a taker. Oh, (laughs) Oh. I did do trail maintenance this year, earlier in the year. But this is this is Larry Boy's fault. Larry Boy. Larry Boy, you know that ah, yes. that he hiked, which is pretty cool, and he came up with a bunch of resources. But the guy requires that you do a trail meet, a day of trail work to get his resources. I mean, yeah, what kind of a person does that. That that's just ridiculous. Like, I have to do a a day of. I bet. Buck 30 bitched and moaned the entire day through his uh-huh. Oh, I'm too hot. Oh, my nails. Yep. I love the fact that Larry Boy I love that. Is yeah. Making making people do trail work to get that get those data points, get that info. That's what P Mag should do, right, Dilo? I agree. I, I mean, agree. if you want P Mag's data points, P Mag's is gonna make you do a week of trail work. Okay. A week of trail work in the Florida swamp. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Minimum. In alligator August. danger of alligator being eaten by alligators. Watch out! This is serious. This is serious trail work. I feel like you should get to choose your swamp. Yeah, true. Larry boy, as long as there's alligators. That just seems very unfair. 
But I did it. I went out to the the PCT down in San Diego where I was. Oh God, give me a break. Section B. And I did a day of trial work, and I got to be honest, it was terrible. The, the PCT is so well maintained, and there was like ten or twelve volunteers. There was literally nothing to do, and of course, I was like the person with the least experience. So I basically was like manning a garden rake, like that's what I was doing for trail maintenance. I was wow. I was manning a garden rake, and I would like rake up the stuff that other people cut down. Seems so appropriate. Also were just cutting down, like. You had to be on like a horse, which I guess, you know, is the PCT. But literally, they were barely cutting. There was nothing to do. So kind of turned me off the trail work. Not sure I'll ever do trail work again. And then I got another (laughs) be useless anyway. Uh, Wolverine is, uh, you know, trail show VIP Wolverine is actually now out here on the North Country Trail hiking his home state of Michigan. And so he and I are been talking and we're going to, cross paths he's coming north and i'm coming south so we'll 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 cross paths at some point and hopefully i hope he pees on buck 30 shoes and he's trying to (laughs) put together like a trail work day for you know the north country trail as he's hiking because you know wolverine is a a genuinely good guy and so he asked me do i want to join him for a trail work day and I just was like, no, I definitely do not. Um, this is something that I'm <laughs> just not good at. And uh, no, I just, I just don't want to, you know, the, the coordination and, and the, you know, the commitment was, is just too much for me. <laughs> the, the, this guy, this guy, who is this guy, Buck 30? Who is this guy? I don't so, know. Uh, good on you, Wolverine. Thanks for uh, clearing that trail ahead of me. Um, I do appreciate it. And uh, all right, that's it. Um, I'm uh, just crossed into Michigan and Ironwood, and uh, I'm heading east through the Upper Peninsula. All right, uh, talk to y'all later. Good night, Buck wow. Thirty. That's <laughs> amazing, Buck Thirty, ladies and gentlemen. What we P.O.D.'s you know, time of the month. We need to send him a San Angelo bar <laughs> in a mail drop. <laughs> in a mail drop, and he's oh. Oh, you're you're here for the mail drop. Here, this is for you. And it's this giant <laughs> forty pound iron bar, six feet long. Love your friends at the trail show. He'd probably just leave it on the trail. He, he would. He's, he, he's, he would yeah. He takes surface all the time. <laughs> you know. And I've got so much bleeping to do for this episode. I mean, I think his actual tra- I think he is mud crow. I think he's the Mud crow? Is that <laughs> like a new eagle? Mud crow? What, what is that? That's Buck 30 because he's not quite big enough to be a falcon. <laughs> <laughs> Just a crow. All right, we've got so, to take so, one last story. So what's, smaller, what's <laughs> smaller and more annoying than a falcon. <laughs> mud sparrow. We've got to take one last break. When Smart we come back... Bird. We've got Ask a Hiker with Mike DiLorenzo, so please don't go anywhere.
This is Skittles, and I never listen to the trail show. Trail show's back. We got Ask Iker with D'Lo, but D'Lo, did you go somewhere? Some trips? Yeah, did you I do a little a trip? trip? I did a little trip. Did a little what family happened? camping trip. This was when the kingdom got resurrected, by the way. Oh, this okay. is the kingdom's return trip. So it was kind of a valiant trip. It was a successful trip. It was a wonderful camping, family camping trip. But something special happened on this camping trip. We spent a lot of time up at Jefferson Lake, which was a high alpine lake sitting at about 10,500 feet, just under the Continental Divide on the west side of Kenosha Pass. We're up there paddling around on a Sunday afternoon. We had inflatable kayaks, stand-up paddle boards, canoes. We had all sorts of flotation devices. We had a couple of families up there. Everybody seemed to bring different flotation devices. Wendy and I were out for a paddle. Kids are playing in the sand, hanging out with some parents back on the shore. When a man calls out to us, hey, can I ask you two to go rescue someone? What? Sure, sure. What, what do you mean rescue someone? My wife. On the other shore, she, you know, so there's a trail that goes three miles around the lake. He said, my wife's on the other shore. She twisted her ankle, sprained her ankle, broke her ankle. She can't walk. Can you paddle over there and bring her back here so we could take her to the hospital? Sure. Okay, great. Let's go. So we just start mm-hmm. paddling away, right? Wendy says, this is, so the first thing that I learned on this trip is when you're going to rescue someone, you ask what their name is. Oh, First thing you do, Wendy says, what's, what's her name? Her name's Barb. All right, we're on a mission. We're going to find Barb. So we paddle across the lake. It takes about 10 minutes. We get to the other shore. And this is, you know, we're, we're, you know, 20 miles outside of Fair Place. So there's a fair amount of people uh, out at the lake on a Sunday afternoon fishing. Everybody's fishing. <clears throat> and so um, we kind of get to the other shore, see some fishermen. Hey, guys guys seen the woman with the sprained ankle yeah she's she's up that way everybody knows who she is she's up there so um we paddle by and then there's somebody from our group who's over there fishing on the other shore hey mike you know you know we might need your help we're going to get the woman with the broken ankle okay sounds good (laughs) i'll keep fishing (laughs) you guys go do that (laughs) so we go over we finally find barb barb's with a woman named amy and her two teenage sons amy's hanging out with barb barb's up in the woods Amy says to us, are you two the rangers? No, no, Amy, we're not the rangers. We just paddled over here. Barb's husband asked us to come. We're here to rescue Barb. (laughs) So so we kind of like, so this is a reservoir and the shore is rocky, like full on talus rocky. Like it's uneven. You're, you know, it's, it's hard to walk there, right? So we figure out, we, you know, lug the canoe up onto some rocks. And then we like, now we have to like go up about 15 feet through like a bunch of woods and rocks and roots and, you know, steep slopes to get to the trail that Barb's sitting on. So guess what happens when you, you know, fall on a trail and you twist your ankle and it's all swollen or broken or something. You can't walk. Yeah. So Barb's, Barb's 15, 20 feet up off the shore, which is then, you know, 15, 20 feet down through this talus to get to the boat. And Barb's not a small young woman. Barb is a senior citizen who probably weighs about 200 pounds. And how do you help somebody with a broken ankle who weighs about 200 pounds, like, get out of the woods, right? This, all of a sudden, the, the like, this, like, this situation is like, it's not really serious because there's a lot of daylight and Barb's not in right. too much pain, but it's like, 
how on earth are we going to get this big woman down out of the woods across this talus, right? Like, so I'm like lugging up paddles. Like, what if we rig up a stretcher? <laughs> what if we rig up a stretcher with these canoe paddles? How am I yeah. going to rig up a stretcher with canoe paddles? What the hell? I, you know, like, I'm not like Buck 30. Buck 30, I'm sure, is well-versed in first aid, you know? but I'm not well-versed in first aid. So what am I, what are we going to do? So we send the teenagers back down the shore. They get Mike, Mike comes back. Hmm. Now we've got four adults. We've got one adult under each of Bob's arms, oh right? So gosh. we've got one, arm, one adult under each of Bob's arms. I'm like cradling Barb's like broken ankle. And then, you know, Wendy is kind of like guiding Barb out. So basically like with the, with the three adult, four adults, with the four adults, we got Barb to slide down out of the woods on her butt. She scooched out of the wood on her butt, down this little like rocks and roots and through the woods. And she scooched down, holding her ankle the whole time so that, cause like any little movement would cause pain in this ankle. So we finally get her down to the talus. And now on the talus, we can get the people underneath her to prop her up. And she's like rock hopping while she's holding up her broken ankle, hopping from rock to rock with her good ankle. Like, <clears throat> and we finally get her down into the boat. We like edge her into the boat backwards. We get her in the boat. We paddle her across the shore. You know, it was like an hour and a half later, right? Like, hey, would you go rescue Barb? Sure, buddy. You know, here we are like hour and a half, two hours later. Like, finally, we get back to the boat ramp. Her husband and some other guy are waiting. They whisk Barb up, carry her up the boat ramp, put her in a car, and take her away. Damn. That was how we rescued Barb. Wow. And so I think the one thing that I kind of took away from this story is like, that's kind of actually scary, but it's like, what happens when you become incapacitated in the woods and you can't walk out like Barb? Barb couldn't walk out. Like, what if that was you and you were by yourself? It's called a spot device. Yeah, yeah, in reach. Uh, what, what if you don't have one of those? Like, do you always have to have one of those nowadays? I like, do. I what think if it's you, not uh, a bad that's why idea. It's, that's why it's a pretty good idea to have one. Yeah. yeah. Well, knowing that, like, you might need to use it for someone else. Exactly. Yeah, like and you might, Barb. well, even yeah. Barb, like, Barb could have been there for another two hours, you know, like, that afternoon. I mean, not that it was, she was in the yeah. woods, she was in the shade, it was, like, fine. But, wow. anyways, that was, that was how we rescued Barb. And the thing that I, that I kind of took away from it is, like, man, it's not easy to carry somebody who can't walk. Yeah, that's wood, dead you know? weight. No, man. it's really yeah. not. Yeah. It's dead weight. Yep. So that well, was how I hope Barb is not a listener. So she doesn't hear you describe her as a large old woman. A woman <laughs> of a larger carry. I, I, I doubt Barb's listening to the trail show. She's not no. our target audience. No, no, yeah. no. All right, let's get into Ask a Hiker. Ask a Hiker? Didn't we just ask a hiker? Uh, I don't know. know. Let me cue no. up the music. All right. When you're ready, Dilo. Question number one. Tom Stocks writes in an email. Dear Trail Show, after listening to you talk about blood sugar on the trail, I had a few thoughts. The first is, as someone that's had type 1 diabetes for 20 years, if I can get on the trail with complaining about my blood sugars, which can be thrown into total disarray by hiking, I'm not convinced that people with healthy pancreases really need to be too concerned about their blood sugar. 
I'm slightly willing to be convinced otherwise, but it definitely grates when I hear healthy people complain about blood sugar crashes. Nevertheless, I'm all for people eating more healthy when out stomping. I thought it would be good to also chuck in a reminder that there are two types of diabetes. Type 1 is an autoimmune disease that is unrelated to weight. Type 2 can be related to weight, but slim and otherwise healthy people can be diagnosed too. While I had talked the big talk at the start of my email, I actually hadn't done many long spells on the trail. I day hike a lot, but my longest spell out there on the trail is a week. I love to do some longer through hikes, but worries about how I'd manage to resupply insulin or something else going wrong does hold me back. We're getting to the question here. Do you know any resources for people looking to through hike with diabetes or any other chronic health conditions? Or do you know any hikers personally with diabetes or other health conditions that could maybe come on the show to talk about what they do? Apologies if you have already talked about this before. I'm working my way backwards through the show, but I'm only up to episode 66. Finally, I appreciate how lucky I am to have free insulin over here solidarity to any u.s diabetics or anyone out there listening that doesn't have decent health care insurance that is awful love the show sorry for the long email tom from sheffield uk wow that's actually a really great question great question yeah because i mean we we certainly have salty talking about like optimizing health and and maybe addressing some stuff but i don't think we've really ever really addressed like the the idea of uh of people dealing with diabetes uh and distance yeah. hiking and i'm sure we must have some people in our audience who uh have, oh, yeah. have got some experience with that so man i'd i would actually really be curious to to kind of mm -hmm. throw this one to our listeners yeah. uh, and invite them to 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 write in or call in and, and uh, let us know what, what's worked for them, uh, what maybe hasn't worked for them as well. And um, if, if only we had like a phone number that people could call and give us I their experience. God, that'd be great. Well, but I would like to hear more than a two and a half minute clip of someone's experience. Yeah, I, I'd actually like Ooh. to have somebody on the show. Yeah. And, you know, have I, them for a 20 minute segment interview them. I think that would be great. Yeah. If, 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 if we've got some listeners that are into it, hit us up. Yeah. And I, I mean, I know it's doable. I hiked. So in 99, when I hiked the AT 21 years ago, it's hard to fathom. I, I hiked on and off with a guy named Sweetblood. And sweet blood was, <laughs> as you can imagine, sweet with a trail name like that. He had diabetes. He was a young guy. I mean, sweet blood was in his early twenties, and he had literally just found he'd been diagnosed with diabetes like the year before his through hike. And so it's absolutely doable. I I just don't know the the details, the ins and outs. So yeah, yeah. Somebody wants to come on the show and speak to it. That'd be fantastic. Yeah, I'd be really, I'd be really curious to hear uh, what what kind of strategies they use um, and what kind of considerations. Because I mean, like, isn't insulin one of those insulin one of those things supposed to be like kept cool and whatnot too? So like, what, how do you keep it? I mean, yeah, I'm I'm no, curious. I'm curious to know. This is something that I have absolutely no idea about. Hmm. Well, well, I guess we'll have to wait and see. We'll yeah, table no, that. We got we'll no table. answers. Only more questions. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Thanks for the awesome question. Yeah. yeah. 
and hopefully we can get some folks on the trail to answer the awesome question. Question number two. Hello, trail show. In order to keep the show on the rails, reduce the chance for any hosts to doze off. I will skip any preambles or small talk and get right to the salient points. Great. Point number one. On show number 95, I think, Special alluded to some kind of epic camping failure stories, but neglected to share them. Is there any way Special could regale the Trail Show Nation with one or more of these stories? Number two. Since the trail shows seem to be being done via Zoom in this physical distancing era, how about recording them and putting them up on the interwebs for the Trail Show Nation's viewing pleasure? <laughs> or better yet, how about a live stream? I am sure the Trail Show Nation would appreciate seeing how the sausage is made. And number three. I know my name is very difficult to pronounce. I appreciate everybody's valiant <laughs> attempt to try to pronounce it correctly. You can just say Dan T if it's too hard. Best regards, Dan Danth Thompson, or also known as Dan Thompson, or also known as Dan T. Dan T. Thompsonian? Dan Gosh, I don't know. Dan we'll, get it, we'll get it one of these days. Yeah. Dan Thompson. I kind of like Dan Thompson. Question number one. Question number one. Salient point number one over to special. Epic camping failures special. Gosh. Okay. You know, um, I don't really have actually a ton of them. Fair play. One one is sufficient. Okay. Maybe I've got a few. Uh, So I'll actually go with, with one that I consider to be like fairly amusing as well. Uh, this was actually from uh, the PCT, and I was in Ashland, Oregon, and I I bought all my food at the Safeway there, and then I, I was trying to sort it, but then I didn't get it like sorted and packaged fast enough to be able to get over to the to the the post office and like get it mailed off. So I had like literally all this food, and I didn't know what I was supposed to do with it, and I hadn't figured out like how uh, like a place to stay for the evening or anything. Well, right next to the to the grocery store is a a cemetery. <laughs> so i i put all of my uh, I put all of my food over the fence, and I got over there, and I found like a more shady spot to try to like um, camp out for the night with with my food. And uh, and then at at some point, uh, I started having the sprinklers come on. Um, and they yeah. don't run them like over the entire area at once, right? Like sprinkler systems are usually set up to run in different zones. So like, so you can pick up your stuff and move from one zone, like, oh my God, ah, and like run over to where it's not uh, sprinklering and be like, oh God, thank God I'm safe. Oh God, good. Oh. And then like try to get settled back in again. Yeah. Um, oh, oh, only to wake up a minute later. Um, yeah getting sprinklered again and and uh, after two times i figured out that if i just go back to the original spot uh even though it was going to be wet it wasn't going to get any more wet uh trail tip yeah so uh, i guess trail tip is uh don't sleep where in don't sleep in cemeteries that have automated sprinkler systems Don't sleep where it sprinkles, my friend. <laughs> All right. Question number two that'd be, is... That'd be a good song for Buck 30. 
Yeah, don't sleep where it sprinkles, my friend. Question number two, salient don't point number two. Disco. Yeah, I'll live stream of the trail show. All right. Zoom footage. Okay. Three hours of Zoom footage. Um, people sitting in the darkness. <laughs> no. People want to no, see it. No. So this goes back to we we've had variations of this request for eight years. We've been doing the show like. But Ten years, a, no, eight years, eight years. Eight years, yeah. Do a stream yeah. on YouTube. Do a stream on, the, you know, name the platform. And so here's why we don't have a live stream. It's because we are not broadcasters. We are hikers. Um, Buck Thirty thinks we don't even hike. That we're just trail maintainers, but we do actually hike. I swear. So a, as people that aren't broadcasters, believe it or not, a lot of this show is edited and cut out. If we gave you a live stream that was raw and unedited, you would actually see how bad we are at podcasting. And I won't allow <laughs> it because we've built up a small fan base and we enjoy it. But a lot of it's because we cut out all of the, the ums and the ahs and the horrible things that show the world that we are horrible at, at broadcasting. And so, no, there'll never be a live stream. Okay, so then then the next question is well like we are thinking of an only fans but that's all <laughs> oh, oh boy no 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 only fans oh. no no don't not safe for work don't don't even go investigate that the other question though is like well why can't you just edit the video with the audio and then just give mm -hmm. us a video version of the podcast and here's what i'll say Maybe that's possible with the Zoom, with the product you get after you record a Zoom webinar. I don't know. I know that we record Zoom and that we get a bunch of files at the end of it. We get a video file. We get an audio file. I, I basically just take the audio file and I edit it. If there's a way to take the video file and edit it, I don't know about it. And frankly, I don't have time to learn how to do that separately. So I will also, never I will also add... I'll also add that that would look really boring. Yeah. So as, as anybody who's been on the trail show can, can attest, uh, as glamorous and amazing as it sounds in the Bobby Walters studio, mm. it's usually like us sitting in some chairs, cords are everywhere, we've Back got porches. headphones on, we're not dressed up. No. POD may or may not have showered that day, you know. Me? Why am I um, the only dirt so. bag? You're always looking a little oily. I will say on Zoom, you do get some interesting angles of specialist camera. Sometimes. Yeah, especially when he goes no shirt and he's yeah. outdoors. Mm, yeah. True. Yeah, so, so third nipple, third nipple slipple. I, I think we've, all, we've got faces for audio, so I think we'll just stick with that. <laughs> yep. Right now, nobody can even see me. I'm just like sitting in the shadows. I can't even see you. It's like your screen's yeah. almost completely black. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. What fun is that? And then uh, I guess point salient point number three is yeah. Dan Thompson or Dan T. We could just call this gentleman Dan it's T. It's not that his name is hard to pronounce. There's so many Dante. fun, exactly, fun iterations. We're just playing around with it. Dante. Yeah, easy. Right, thank you for the question. Yeah, cool. thank you, Dan Thompson. All right, before we do our 10 steak review, we've got to talk real quickly, mention two books. Shout out to Ellie at the Colorado Mountain Club. She sent us a couple copies of their new release called The Best 
Flatiron Scrambles, which both Out of Order and Delo have a copy of. Gentlemen, tell us about this book. Would you like to go ahead, Triple O? Well, Paddler. Is, Paddler. It Talk is to not, us about scrambling. <laughs> it is not about breakfast food. As we joked about, unfortunately, it is not. No, it's not a cooking uh, book about scrambled eggs. No, it is, in fact, a a a climbing guide. I would say, um, in the Flatirons above Boulder, I have a somewhat not debilitating, but not the greatest uh, love of heights. So this is not something I would technically want to do, um, especially without a rope. But this is the idea: is that these are easiest climbing routes that people can do without ropes and if you know what you're doing I'm sure that you can do it without too much danger and it basically has 20 routes and it kind of tells you how difficult they are and um, all through the flat irons ranging from class four to 5.5 oh see that In that's the, getting above way above hiking skill level there yeah uh, yeah I mean class, sure. class five is rock climbing yeah Class four is, yeah, class four is consequences, right? Yeah. yeah. But it's well put together. I mean, I think if you're into that stuff, it's got good uh, pictures and stuff of the routes with arrows to show you where to, where to go along the rocks, how to get there. It's a nice, I like that it's a nice size. It's easy to fit in a backpack or something. It's not going to weigh you down. I think it's a great book. I looked at it. And I took a glance at a couple of the pictures of some of the routes. And then I said, this is nothing that I will ever do. <laughs> There's no way that I'm going to go up there. I'm looking at these pictures and my legs are just starting to shake. You know, I'm like, so oh, machine wow. leg looking at these pictures. No, I'm just kidding. But anyways, it's, it's a beautiful book. It looks very well put together. It's got awesome pictures showing you routes. Like if class four to, to five plus scrambles are your thing and you feel comfortable doing that, this is a great book. This is a great book. Mm. What's the name of the book again? It's called The Best Flatiron Scrambles. It's available at cmcpress.org for $14.95 at the time of this recording. If you're, let's say you're a more ambitious hiker slash rock climber, you, you need some rock climbing experience. I think if you're going to, absolutely going to, yeah. you know, try some of these, but yeah, if you're in the Boulder area and we do have some crossover, I mean, I, you know, I know there's a number of listeners of our show that also rock climb. If you're in the Boulder area, check it out. All right, everybody, let's rock out. Oh, yeah. Uh, 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 uh. All right, P.O.D., you had a, tr a tent stake this month you wanted to speak on. I did. So in my bag of tent stakes, I have a buffet of styles and sizes and shapes. Yeah. And I've been doing a little bit of camping this summer. And I have this specific one. The plus sign. The plus sign, so special favorite. Um, it looks kind of like a, a giant bomb, you know. It's got the it little does. little tip at the end, you know. Like a bomb. Um, so it has. The, the, I just there's so many things I don't like about this steak, and that's why I want to talk about it. I'm sure we've already reviewed the steak, but I, it's it's recently a thorn in my side. First of all, if 
the ground is difficult. There's there's this, you know, um, this breaking point in the middle where it's real thin and it can just break when you're pounding it in. Then when you're trying to get it out, all these little sharp points, you know, they just like tear your fingers apart. And um, I'll, I will put some photos up on the socials with various comments and arrows. And the other thing that I hate about these stakes is even in the best ground, when you pull it out, it has four little ridges where you have to clean out the dirt afterwards yeah. before putting it in your tent stake bag, as opposed to the like Six Moon Designs one, which you know they're they're super lightweight, they bend kind of easily, but they're just smooth and flat, you know. So there's minimal cleaning. These ones you have to do like each little ridge. So this tent stake is a piece of garbage. It's but a little wait, bent. But wait, because of all those four different ridges, does it have more more purchase? Does it, it stay does. better in the ground than something that's smoother and easier to clean? Are you sacrificing sure. the ease of and cleanliness I, for a better stake? Is that I am willing to take make that sacrifice. I mean, is it really any better than the V or something like that? No, it's, just, I, it's, it's not. just at the end. The plus, you don't have to think about it. You can just stick it in the ground, and anyway, is good. But in the V, you just have to think about it for half a second about which direction you're going to put it. I, I think that it's. I think that it's actually a, a worse uh, design for for actually like grabbing in the ground for like actual friction in the ground as well. But I mean, I come on, people. Where are we camping? Like, if the ground's not great, you just put a rock on your tent stake. Like, it's not that big of a deal. What if you're camping on the top of a hill? Well, it's then the you're highest point around with tent. no nothing but sagebrush for 10 miles in any direction. You know what, 50 Dilo? mile per hour winds. That's when you want a good tent stake. No, PLD. that's when you want the claw. The ground claw, man. That's when you want a good tent Actually, that's where you want to just get in your car and leave. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, this is no bueno. Look at all those little sharp points to rip my fingers open, man. Yeah. Terrible. Painful, PD. Painful. Well, thank you for that fantastic (laughs) 10 stick review. (laughs) We will avoid those in the future. I've I've put some thought into this this summer, I'll tell you. I've I've sworn at this 10 stick many a time. Don't even put those in a hiker box. No. Just just put them in the recycle. Yeah. You know. Yeah. All right, folks. This is the part of the show where we end the show. Big thanks to everyone for tuning in today. Big thanks goes to Scott Tabba Ward for talking to us about his hikes of the Palmetto Trail. Thanks goes to Wolverine and Buck30 for sending in audio updates from the trail. Keep them coming. Big thanks goes to XC for the delicious beers tonight. Love that IPA, man. That's one of the best IPAs ever. <laughs> thanks and praise goes to all our monthly PayPal donors. Get yourself a Trail Show koozie and some stickers for a $15 or more donation at thetrailshow.com. New Trail Show swag is coming soon. Keep your eyes Ooh. open in September. We're not going to say anything more than that. excited. You can always find us at thetrailshow.com, Twitter at Trail Show on Instagram and Facebook at The Trail Show on the Stitcher app, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and of course the Apple Podcast app. Another Trail Show is coming gone, but don't fret. 
We'll be back in September with more beers, trails, and nonsense. Until then, for POD, DLO, Special 41, Triple O, and Taba, I'm Disco. Ciao. Ciao, 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 ciao. Nice. Okay, bye-bye now. Bye-bye, bye-bye. Dilo, it's still dark. It's still I know. A little dark where you are. What's, what's it is. the problem? Here, it's, the perfect, it's the perfect well, lighting for a mud falcon. You need it some is. LED lighting. <laughs> mud falcon coming at you. Duck. <laughs> <laughs> what about mud crow? What was that about? I don't know. Is that I mean, someone's trail name, or is that is that a thing? I think, it, I think it's Mud Eagle. <laughs> Meagle. <laughs> Mud Eagle. Also like, known as Meagle. Dan Dan Thompson. Dan Th- Dante. Dante Hobson. Dante. Dante. All right. All right. Is, that, is that a show? I think that's so. a show. I think that's right, a show. Do we, we want to go back video... and re-record anything, or no? Let's put no, the video wanna... up on uh, up on YouTube tonight. Should we put it up on? Uh, yeah. What's the new thing the kids are using? It's uh, Twitch. You, you know, no, you no, know what you should do? Twitch. Uh, TikTok. 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 They just got banned. I, okay. I, think what, I think what you should do is just take the video stream and post it to YouTube. But don't, don't actually have the, no, the audio need. go with it. Just have it be like our ridiculous faces for, for talking in silence. hours yeah. we do this for. And they'll, yeah. and they'll just wonder. I, I actually think that would be kind of funny. <laughs> Is the trail show on TikTok yet? Are we doing TikTok, guys? I hope not. Before no. it gets banned, don't we? No. Don't we need to be on there? What about yeah. house party? Are we on house party or lasso or caffeine or steam it? Like, what are we on? I've never heard of any of that. I, I, I just read the, the top five new social media platforms for twenty twenty, and I don't know. I mean. I upload the audio to Pornhub every month, but I didn't think that. <laughs> That's a different sort of social media. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, my bad. Yeah. We're not on there either. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> well, sorry, uh, we kind of are. I, I, th- <laughs> I, I think maybe, you know, we should go old school and, and maybe we get on uh, like, like MySpace. We could make a MySpace page maybe. Napster. Uh, uh, Napster. <laughs> Girl show on, I mean, you know, who needs SoundCloud? We could be on Napster. Why not? What else? All right, I'm going to uh, I think we could just like um, burn CDs of the show. Yeah, hand them out. And just send them out. Hey. I'm leaving the meeting. Tape so I'm going to stop recording. No, POD, stay. We're still, the yeah. show's still Bye. going. We're working out important details. The show's, the okay. show's still well, going. Seems like details that you don't need my mind for, so I'm going to. I'm going to move to the other side of the bed and start farting. All right. Get, getting things warmed up, huh? Disco side's plenty hot right now. So hot. Uh, Disco's so sleeping out in the backyard tonight. So gassy. In the smoke. All right. I'm going to end the Zoom. Okay. Good night, everybody. I walked up to a road and put a thumb up just to see if I could get a ride. I didn't need the ride. I just said thanks for the stop, and it was a test. (laughs) Older and applicable is my uh, profile on Tinder. I'm just here sunning, and I could take off your whole leg in a bite. So just you do you, and I'm going to do me. Stay away. So 
kind of turned me off the trail work. Not sure I'll ever do trail work again. Sorry. You have one job. You children need to get out of here now! Shoot it out! Ah! Ah, Children, die! Start the show. alone right now I mean it anyone who has a problem with her you deal with me because she's not well right now 